Restaurant Unstoppable episode 1014 with James and Johanna Winden. People right. are not just going to say, oh, yes, no. come in, welcome. That just doesn't happen. I'm, I'm a, sorry. I'm, I'm accustomed <laughs> to no's. I'm, I, I live yeah. in no's. And that makes me just keep pushing until I get a yes. Yeah. So that's what we did. Are you ready for it? Factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. This episode is brought to you by Restaurant Systems Pro, and they are launching their first time ever 60-day pilot program this is something that's never been done before this 60-day event is at no cost to you but it's not for everyone fred langley ceo of restaurant systems pro will be leading a group of restaurateurs through the restaurant system pro software and setting up the systems for your restaurants fred will teach you recipe costing cards guidance in your books for accounting cash control sales forecasting checklist budgeting for the entire year scheduling for profit it more butts and seats and that's not it if you are interested in this head over to www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash rsp that's rsp for restaurant systems pro www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash rsp Restaurants Unstoppable Network is coming back and we are stronger than ever before so during the pandemic, I started the network as a way to evolve and adapt. And when things opened back up, I was on the road again. That is my happy place, but there is value in the network. But I knew I couldn't be on the road and do the network at the same time. So I recruited Callan Miola to be our community manager and she is killing it. She is organizing things like I could never have done on my own. And we are getting after it. So if you want to be a part of the conversation, the podcast is the leading edge. We're out there. We're turning over rocks. We're finding leads. The network is where we pull back the layers. We dive deep. We connect our listeners to the tools, services, and organizations that are being referred to us organically. If you want to be in the network, act now because the first 50 people to sign up will get a free t-shirt head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash whatever the episode number is find the link or the banner in the show notes and you will get a 30-day trial to get into the network get a free shirt and if you opt into the one year plan we will throw in a hat and a mug thank you in advance Restaurant owners and operators, you can make a difference in the lives of your staff and their families by supporting CORE, which stands for Children of Restaurant Employees. CORE is a national nonprofit that provides financial grants to food and beverage service employees with children when either the employee, their child, or their partner faces a life-altering medical crisis or natural disaster. Not only can you share CORE as a benefit in resource with your staff, you can also donate directly or host a fundraising promotion. Core critically needs your financial support to continue to provide relief to restaurant employees that qualify for a grant when life does not go as planned. Support of Core allows you to give back to your employees and restaurant families across the country. Visit coregives.com org to learn more together we can make a difference in the lives of those who serve us daily 
With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest founders of Buena Papa Fry Bar, James and Joanna Windham. Are you two feeling unstoppable today? Unstoppable. We can't be stopped. Unstoppable. You opened your first location in 2021? That's correct. Three years later, you got three locations and you have... How many franchise? Well, we signed in the, low, in the pipeline. Two officially. We have two more that we should be signing today. Five. Woohoo! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're moving. We're moving. Yes. You're moving. It's a freight train. Won't and be uh, I'll, I'll be. I'm gonna be very, like, honest. I, I usually let my guests dictate who I talk to. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, I get an email from a publicist, and I find somebody who. I think mm. this is doing really cool stuff. I even mm. did research. I came here what? a month ago. Oh, boy. And, what? And, and, really? And I, and I wanted to make sure because you guys were so out of the gates. I'm like, this is, they're only two years yeah. old. I was yeah, like, like let's babies. make sure before I, I like, I came in and I, the, the, the service was great. Oh. The product, the packaging, oh, that's uh, awesome. there was a line, you oh, know, I and like and the product was good. I really enjoyed it. All the gods were so working I was like, together. I was like, all right. Awesome. I was like, and here's the thing that really excites me about sharing people who are, like fresh in the industry plus you have no prior industry experience not at all correct zero i love sharing stories like this and i think that there's so much value in sharing stories of people who are going through it right now because the industry has transformed so much in such a short period of time that your your story i know is going to resonate with our listeners you're going to help a lot of people out so i cannot wait to get into it Uh, and before we do let's get that motivational inspirational ball rolling with a success quarter mantra, what do you got for us? All right. This is what I live by. And it's very simple. Ready, shoot, and then aim. Ready, shoot, aim. So not, I, I, don't, I don't aim first. I shoot first. And it gets me in trouble that, sometimes. Man. But a lot of times it pushes me further than I would have yeah, went. Yeah, we're yeah. cut from the same cloth, man. Ah, I like it already. <laughs> I like it already. I'm the kind of person, too, where I don't like ask what the temperature of the water is. Yeah. I just jump in. Oh, my God. And they go, holy shit, we should probably get a wetsuit. <laughs> Let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, it's... It, it, there's What are the pros and cons to that? Well, the pro is, and, and kind of I really live by this my whole entire life, you get to do things and be in spaces that you would have never been in because you're taking the fear out because you're just jumping right in. Yeah, you're you know. Now... The con is you didn't know anything about it, right? Yeah. So now you got to go back and relearn everything. But it's kind of a survival thing at this point because right. you have to you have to survive now. You got to swim. Yeah, you're in the op- water. Your operational expenses can kind of get out of control. Yeah, pretty fast. exactly. Yeah. So, um, and so, some so, other things. Yeah, like well. what? Like what? Oh boy. So so I don't know how far we going. We're going to deep in already. It. Let's, Let's get it. it. So and you know we didn't know anything about the restaurant industry. So um, food costing, labor cost. Oh, yeah. Uh, we we just made a good product. We made some tasty food, and we're like, yeah. we're gonna put it out there, you know. But uh, you know, waste wastage. We didn't know about at that first. A lot, you know. Yeah. So oh, yeah, we'll get like into our it. first couple of These weeks. Good teasers. We were like, uh, you know, making a bunch of food and like, you know, just throwing it away at the end of the night, not thinking about yeah. how much money that's costing us. Yeah. So we learned quickly and got smacked in the face really early. A few about times. six months in. Yeah. 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 So. Good, good teaser right yeah. there. We'll pull back layers on that, I'm sure. Uh, Joanna, did you want to add anything? Any, do you have a, a quote or a mantra you want to share before we move forward? I think that for me, I, I would say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Oh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, How strong are you sure. right now? Very you're still alive, so I'm I've, assuming yeah, you've gotten pretty strong. I've been through a few careers. I've... Um, the restaurant industry in itself is a whole, a yeah, it's a whole other world. We had to get used to. I had to learn. I'm still learning, um, but it, it's it's an awesome place. It's an awesome place to live and, and thrive. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so I can't like wait to like really dive in, but I don't know where it makes sense to start because you guys, like we mentioned, 
you weren't working in the restaurant industry before this. So it wasn't like you had a mentor or you went and you worked to get experience. (laughs) Um, But it does make sense to kind of get an idea of what you were doing before this. Sure. Um, So, like, where does it make sense to start? Take take us to the beginning. I'll take you uh, the quick route so we can get back to the restaurant field. Yeah. Got it. So, uh, after college, worked in entertainment uh, for a little while, entertainment management uh, for Queen Latifah, of all people, in New Jersey. And we made some movies together, and I kind of got my marketing and branding feet wet there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, had a baby with this young lady here. And after that baby, she said, you know, you got to get serious about your career because uh, this entertainment thing is cool, but it's not making money right now. Yeah. Right. So I was like, all right. So I went into staffing. Uh, so we did some temp- I did some temporary staffing for a company called Manpower. Mm-hmm. And then I figured out, I was like, wait a minute. I built this whole business uh, desk by myself. I can do this by myself. Right. So I put together a business and went out and did staffing my own. Can you timestamp this? Sure. This first, we get an idea. So, so uh, entertainment. Uh, I worked from 2000 to 2005. Um, the recruiting company, 2005, 2008. Okay. Yeah. So, 2008, everything went down. Oh yeah, that nobody needed staff. Yeah, that was, that, yeah, that, was, that, was, yeah, that tough. was a tough time. Yeah, that was a very tough time. Um, so from there, we were looking at what was our next step, and uh, we we came to North Carolina on a wedding. We went to a wedding in yeah, North Carolina. We did. And we're like, wow, New Jersey's going down, but they're still building in North Carolina. So I was like, uh, I wonder what we can do over there. Yeah. So on our way back driving home, I told my wife, I was like, you know what? I think we should move here. She's like, what are we gonna do here? <laughs> I was like, well, you can teach. Yeah. And I was like, but there's a lot of houses being built. How about we make a maid service? And we, yeah. and we just, like, modernize it. Yeah. It won't be your grandmother's meat service. Everything right. will be automated. And so that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And nice. that brought us here. Um, From 2008 to 2000? Well, that was, that was 2008. Um, so that thought process was a couple of years, actually. So that's, that thought process started in 2012. Okay. And we came here officially 2014. Got it. Got yeah. it. Uh, and you're a teacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I went, I graduated college, uh, started teaching in New Jersey, taught there for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I left my career and came down here um, and started working and for... I wrangled her into the maid business. Yeah. Maid. And that was the first <laughs> kind of like taste of like entrepreneurship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Reflecting back on these businesses you built and the the teaching career you had, how do you think those experiences help shape you into what would become successful restaurateurs? Like, what what did you pull from those experiences? Well, all I do because because I don't have any restaurant experience, the only thing I could pull from is from my past experience. So, from the entertainment uh, background, all the branding you see in our restaurants, all the advertising, you you know, um, all of our social media that comes from the entertainment background. Uh, the staffing uh, background. This is yeah. how we uh, build our staff, right? Um, yeah, sure. I know what to look for when I'm interviewing. I know what uh, when I'm looking at somebody. Uh, I'm looking into their core and asking them the hard questions to see if they'll work out. And all that comes from uh, my time in staffing. Awesome. But wh- yeah. What about you? I would say um, in a class. Well, I-, I would say if you can teach, you could do anything. Mm. And that's because there's so teachers many teachers are so underappreciated. <laughs> For sure, walks yeah. all over the teachers and these little freaking brats that are around today. <laughs> these entitled little shits. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. My heart goes out that. to all the teachers. You can't say it. But yeah. I'll say it. No, 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 no. I can't say it. <laughs> I hear the stories from my other, my teacher friends. Okay, well, it's really the parents that are like the heart. The, yeah, it's tough. So, so, so like, you just you, you're galvanized, my friend. You, uh, oh yeah, you're tough <laughs> already. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so you just mentioned a few people right uh you missed uh the principles uh you know the benchmarks uh i mean it it just goes on and on everybody's always 
trying to get something out of you or it, there's just a lot of moving parts and that's very similar to a kitchen there's mm. a lot of people a lot of moving parts there's a back kitchen front kitchen uh, front house back house that sort of the register you know the monitors there's a lot of things going on and so I feel like as a teacher I'm able to kind of see those uh, moving parts and just kind of Make them dance together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Uh, but I think one of the biggest lessons I learned is that really, like, we're not in the the business, the restaurant industry. You have to be good at so many things. Mm. There's so many variables. But we're, we're really we're, we're teachers. We get these new people in. We have to wow. train them, and we have to mentor them and mold them and create opportunity for them. And I feel like that's yeah. kind of what a teacher does for sure. in a sense, where you know, like, you're, you're constant. You have, you understand that everyone learns differently. That's right. 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 Yes. And uh, at the end of the day, we're, we're really just molding people. Correct. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. want to make sure that everybody feels comfortable and, av- and obviously being able to be comfortable, they could be strong in their position. Yeah. And that so, makes the business stronger. And, and you're not first time business owners. You did mention no. you, you had the, you're an entrepreneur. You're, did you have your own business when you're working with Queen Lativa or were you contracted out? I actually did. So I started working with them as a receptionist out of, uh, okay. out of college, right? And at that time, the big Latin boom had happened. J-Lo was popular, Zoe Saldana, and a lot of folks. So I, I pitched to them, and my 19-year-old self, hey, how about you guys, mar- uh, we make a Latin division, and we manage Latin artists. And they were like, oh, that sounds great. Uh, you do it. So I was like, oh, okay. And anyway, <laughs> so yeah. fast forward, I went out and, you know, I knocked on Zoe Saldana's door. I tried to get her and tried to get a couple of different Latin artists. Mm-hmm. I ended up uh, uh, hanging on to one. His name is Roberto Vanderpool. And uh, I got him a couple of movie deals through that time. Mm-hmm. So that was my first entrepreneurial experience there yeah. within the company. Uh, and what about with, with the maid service that you mm-hmm. created? Um, this is probably your first service industry type related job. Yeah, for sure, yeah. What were the skills that you think were most important for you during that time? That you well, that's about? interesting. All right, so everyone, and there were maid services already in existence, right? Mm-hmm. So we were trying to figure out how can we be different? You know, so we had this technical background. We had this marketing background. So we, we really focused on that. What like, was the technical background that you think was most supporting you in the maid service? Uh, coding a website. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, uh, I don't know how I learned coding, but somehow along Smart the lines man. I did. Yeah. Hey, thank you. My mom tells me so as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, we put the we- uh, together the website and uh, we coded it. We made it beautiful, sleek. Uh, everything was automated. You paid auto- automation. Every- you got um, uh, visit reminders and that wasn't just, that wasn't being done in this area. So that's what that's what made us stand apart. And they could also text us, yeah, which was like huge. So you're leveraging the technology, right. to, to add value, exactly. Add, you know, add more services, be better communication, uh, exactly. automate the process, right? Uh, so, anything else that we're not talking about that we we should address before we start talking about, you know, mm. what it was like to be well, a first time restaurateur? Well, my dad, uh, all his jobs were in the service industry, and he was a cook. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, when I was younger, I thought he was chef because you know he came home with his chef jacket. Yeah. So, um, unbeknownst to me, that kind of osmosed into my body, and it kind of uh, showed itself during the beginnings of Buena Papa. And what do you mean? Well, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, so, when we first got the idea, we kind of had to come up with recipes, right? So, I pulled on all those resources and all those times with my dad cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, and I felt comfortable around the food, the taste, the flavors, and I could imagine them how they would taste together. So all those flavors and all these dishes were actually created by me. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, and uh, that's 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 the piece that my dad gave me. Is that still around? No, dad passed oh, away. Sorry, 2014. Yeah. 2014. I'm sorry, he wasn't around to see what you guys. I know. I know. I know. I'm sure, man. sure, he'd be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, 
where like when did you like start saying you know what we should do we should open a restaurant that's really what's missing in our <laughs> oh room. that's funny when, when did that come in <laughs> well, that never actually happened but I, I'll, I'll tell you how it happened so uh in the pandemic right okay. um they shut down our maid service. Oh, right. So the government shut it down because we couldn't go inside of people's homes at that time. Mm-hmm. Was How was your maid service doing at that time? We were top five in our in our area. Wow. So that's huge. Yes. Out of, I don't know, 20, 30 companies. Well, considering like 2000, you're only six years into business. Right. So that's a testament to your marketing, to your, your automation. You. Yes. Because I'm sure there's a lot of maid services. Yeah. Oh, you know, at were, the time, there yeah. was. And there were national brands. Top five? Top five. Yeah. I'm sure there's at least 20 services. At, at least, at least. Oh, so yeah, they're around to climb, all the time. I yeah. mean, that was yeah. a testament to your. So they weren't focusing on, on SEO and a lot of, you know, and uh, social media. We were heavy in social media mm-hmm. at that time. And we'll get more into that about, about our restaurant and how that helped in our restaurant uh, time. But I forgot, I got lost. We worry. Uh, when, like, when you thought that oh, you were going to Yeah, the restaurant. Oh, so 2020. 2020 is happening. Uh, I, they, just, I also think it's funny that you're like, oh, they're. Like our maid service shut down because of COVID. You know what industry is thriving right now? And we should get into <laughs> the restaurant. <industry. laughs> you know what? It kind of was and it wasn't, and and I'll tell you why. But anyway, so so it sh- we were shut down, and I'm at home like you know we need money, we need money, yeah, right? Like- and what were we doing? Um, we were ordering food to come to our house, mm-hmm. right? We were going to pick up food. And although a lot of restaurants were going down, they had restructured it, yeah. right? That, you know, they were serving out of the window, serving out of the door. I was like, wait a minute. Everyone still has to eat, yeah. you know? So yeah. I kept that in the back of my mind. And uh, during the pandemic, we're at home, and uh, my wife was making a famous dish that comes yeah. from her country. Yeah, bandeja paisa. Bandeja paisa. So, so that's, uh, she's from Colombia. Yeah. Um, There's a little bit of an accent there. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And so she's making this dish, and she doesn't have the rice for the dish because we didn't go shopping that day or whatever. Right. But the whole time we were at home, you know, I had been making these uh, new fries that I learned how to make on YouTube. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, you know. Uh, uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube University. YouTube University, right? And, you can um, literally learn anything today. You can, that's you the cool thing. Yes. Uh, it's, it reminds me. So I started this podcast because, mm-hmm. like, I grew up in the restaurant industry. Ah. And I saw firsthand how, how much my parents struggled with a very busy restaurant. Mm. Lines up the door every weekend. Wow. wow that's amazing. Uh, but they never had the resources to figure out menu engineering. Yeah. Costs, yeah. The things that you had trouble with that... You could be like, wow, we're, we're losing money. We should probably figure out how to do this right. Right. In yeah. the 80s and early 90s, that mm. meant paying up to some uh, big consultant. Right, or right. Like, and, or like going and doing the research. But there really wasn't a lot of books no. out there either. No. So you really had to, you had to go to the source. Wow. Really, That's uh, a lot harder because everything yeah. is at your fingertips today. Yeah. We're so yes. bene- We're mm-hmm. so fortunate today. I just wanted to like. No, I like no, that. It's I like true. that. Cool, like, yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. You anything's can learn anything. Yes. It's like, it's like, it's a, it's a, an, a search engine away away that's right that's yeah. It. Yeah. All, you, all you need is to in, in Spanish it's called ganas like that you need to want to want to yes. do it yes. you got the ganas desire. you can learn anything desire, desire. Yeah. exactly mm-hmm. love exactly. it exactly uh, I keep in inter- no <laughs> please please, please. <laughs> also uh, you know so I, you know, I have been learning to make these fries and I was making them for the kids like hand cut fries a recipe I learned online I can't tell you exactly where it's at because I don't want you copying our recipe now. <laughs> yeah. anyway but um so she's out of the rice. I'm like, hey, just put the you know the meat, the chorizo, the the fried pork belly on top of these fries. And she's like, what? By the by the way, like you don't do that as a Latin. You do not do that. <laughs> Did you get slapped, Jim. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was like I was like, what's my mom ice. gonna say? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like you can't do that. You like, need the rice. A carb is a carb, man. It's rice, yeah. potatoes. What's the difference? You know. And I was like, well, I have no choice. I don't have the rice. Like. Go ahead and do yeah. what, what you need to do. So we put it on top of the fries that I had made. And, you know, I'm watching the kids eat this stuff. I'm watching my wife eat it. My mom eat it. I'm like, wait a minute. They're like 
in like devouring oh, this so stuff. Is this your mother-in-law or your mom? No. Mother, um, okay. my mom. Yeah, my mom. So I was, um, has your mom experienced these yet? Yeah, and she is, has. Has she given you her the blessing? Stamp? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> she, for she's sure. given us a tear blessing. She's been yeah. crying a lot every time she visits. She's like, oh my god, yeah. I can't she's believe like, this. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, so, so uh, you know, we put on these fries. Everyone loves it. So I'm like, okay, we may have have something here, right? But I don't know what it is yet. So I started researching after that day. Um, I was like, I wonder if we can put different types of Latin street food on top of fries. I hadn't told her anything yet. So I started no. researching stuff in Puerto, from Puerto Rico, from mm-hmm. Mexico, like different street foods. And I was like, you know what? Next week, next weekend, I'm going to do this all over again. We're going to make these fries. But this time we're going to have different tastes. So why Latin? Is it because of the association with the carb, the, the rice and the, the substituting? Well, no, rice not for- really. You know, um. I consider myself, uh, well, we're in a biracial family. Yeah. So my yeah. wife is Colombian from South America. I'm African American. And, uh, you know, you kind of lean towards what the wife is doing. Yeah. You know, so I've adopted a lot of her culture. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I'm in love with the food, love with the culture. Que viva Colombia. Oh, that means <laughs> long live Colombia. I've heard that. beautiful things about Colombia. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah, you got to go. go. Uh, Cartagena, so Medellin. beautiful. When you get a chance, go. Yeah. Um, so, so um, I started thinking Latin first because I didn't see it being done out in the market, mm. right? Because you see it when you go on vacation, you're in Cancun, you know, or you're in Puerto Rico and San Juan. I was like, what if we can bring that all into one kind of, you know, little area, right, in the U.S.? So I make all these dishes up and, you know, I'm telling my kids, hey, we're having fries again today, told my wife. So this time I was like, I'll be the cook. So I, I cook it I all said, up. I said, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to cook. <laughs> so I started serving these little, you know, these little dishes, you know, with uh, little flags on them. Puerto Rico, Colombia, I Mexico. I love the flags. It's ah, a yeah. great touch, man. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And again, they're devouring this stuff. Yeah. You know, and I was like, all right, I got something here. You know? And my mom, who's very picky. You know, moms. So you're putting the flags in before you ever, like, thought of, like, yeah. Yeah. Just for fun. Well, no, no. Well, I'll, I'll tell you because I thought of the branding before I started making the recipes. We'll okay. get we can get deeper into that. So you're thinking like I want to start a restaurant. At this yeah. point, the goal is opening a restaurant. Yeah. But when, I just wanted to did, prove it to my you know my family that it was good for. So it. you you had French fries. You mm-hmm. decided to put the Colombian food on top of the French fries. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, are you thinking restaurant or are you just having fun? No, no, no I'm thinking restaurant. Okay. I, I'm well. <laughs> we'll get to know more about me, but I'm always thinking business. Yes. Yeah. My business wheels are always rolling. Even this right is now. 2020 when this is going on. This is 2020. What what month of 2020? This happened, okay. Was so it 2021. No, I'll tell you exactly when it was. It was, no, it was the middle of, I think it was around November. You think? So, yeah. yeah. So like six months in. Is that fair to say? Yeah, like six months. Yeah. Six or, yeah. Six or five months sense. in. Right around that. I'm not good with visualizing months and days. Yeah. But, um, so I think now is actually a good time to take our first break to thank our sponsors and we'll come back and start talking about how you started putting things in motion. Gotcha. Recently on the show, you've been hearing it come up often. Restaurant Systems Pro. If you've become interested, I highly recommend you sign up for the Restaurant System Pro 60-day pilot program. This is something that's never been done before. This 60-day event is at no cost to you, but it's not for everyone. Fred Langley, CEO of Restaurant Systems Pro, will be leading a group of restaurateurs through the Restaurant Systems Pro software and setting up the system for your restaurant. 
Fred will be leading the training, supporting you in holding you accountable. Typically, this costs $10,000 a month to have Fred in your restaurant. But during this no cost to you 60 day training, he will be teaching you every process he does during the group coaching sessions and nothing will be held back. During the 60 days, Fred will walk you through the Restaurant Systems Pro process and help you crush the following goals. Recipe costing cards, guidance in your books for accounting, cash control, sales forecasting with accuracy, checklist, budgeting for the entire year, scheduling for profit, more butts in seats, and that's not it. Often, the team at Restaurant Systems Pro helps restaurateurs out pro bono because their hearts go out to these folks. I mean, it's hard out there, but because of that, a lot of the time, these restaurateurs don't follow through because they have no skin in the game. For that reason, there is an application process. Only those serious about making change in their operation will be accepted into this program. Are you interested? Then go to restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. P. That's RSP for Restaurant Systems Pro. RestaurantUnstoppable.com slash RSP. We're back. And now I want to get into, so you have something. You, you, you're Got something. doing something. And you're not the first person. There are other French fry concepts out there, right? Are you familiar with any of those? At that time, I wasn't. Uh, and, and that's what I liked about that, too. We'll talk about that later if you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... What was next once you realized you might have something? Like, where, where, like, what's on this journey? Like, what's next? Sure. So, um, uh, so I, I figured we have something with the first dish that we make, right? Mm-hmm. And immediately I'm, I start thinking, like, how can this branding look like? What would it look like mm. if we went, were, if we made a restaurant, right? Yeah. Would it be sleek? Would it be this? Uh, and, and I started taking concepts from Colombian culture, like the, uh, uh, the burlap bag. And oh, I, yes. I put together like a vision board of how this would look. Mm-hmm. Right before we actually had a, but before I told her that, that I wanted to do a restaurant, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was the. Uh, oh, we got, we got some. The mic is dancing around your feet over there. Don't mind me. <laughs> I have a ghost mic right now, and it's like it keeps floating away from me no matter what stay, I do. Mike, stay. <laughs> so yeah. sorry it's for no, the distractions. <laughs> um, so continue your. So if you want, you can kind of. Re- no. Re- so so you know. So I start working on the branding. And uh, in my head, we just you know, I'm making a vision board of ideas on how this thing will look. And I, I get to the point where we ma- I'm making these dishes again the week later. Yeah. Right? Seven days later, I made the same all these different dishes. They love them. And now I'm like, I'm married to this. This is going to be a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I stand up in, yeah. in the middle of the kitchen while everyone just is like, you know, slob is coming down their yeah. mouth. <laughs> Fries are This like, is a good sign. Yeah, this yeah. is good. And I said, hey, guys. And everyone turned around. I was like, what? And I'm like, you know, we're going to do new business. And my kids, you know, they always hear me talk about business, so it wasn't yeah. really that exciting to them. They were like, what? I was like, we're going to sell french fries. And it was just like that, just silence. Uh, they are like, okay, dad. Yeah, okay, dad. Yeah. And my wife looked at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're going to make a french fry business. The and kids start crying. We're going to be poor. <laughs> dad is selling fries. What's going on? My friend's dad's a doctor. He's selling fries. So, I mean, yeah, I didn't get a good response, and I wasn't looking for a good response, right? Yeah. The response I wanted, I saw the in the in how they were eating the food, yeah. and right there I was convinced. Mm-hmm. So my wife later on that night, and I don't remember exactly how this went, but I was, she was like, "Are you serious, honey?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna make a fry business." She's like, "Where?" <laughs> I don't know yet. We, we, we're gonna do this thing, and you know, so I kind of just left her alone, and then I went into my little business mode and started building this thing out step by step by step by step, and I came back to her when I had a plan. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. What 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 were those steps look like? And yeah. I think 2020 was a really cool time to open a restaurant. You had a lot of so time. I was kind of teasing you before saying like, mm-hmm. oh, the restaurant industry is in shambles. Like, let's go open a restaurant. 
there is actually some smart like that was a good strategy because mm. so many restaurants were just like literally throwing up their hands and saying we're done and that was we opening some spaces yeah. yes they weren't available whenever before. there's disaster mm. there's usually think of a fire mm-hmm. like there's there's so much room for growth. exactly wow. uh, so i think there was there was some strategy there but you also chose to start small mm-hmm. um did it start with the the uh kiosk or the 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 food hall the food hall stall were yeah you doing pop-ups or no, no. so it, so what happened was I, I actually built out a whole marketing plan yeah right with pictures photos and everything logo logo we have uh, built the logo everything. already is that is that middle is that a french fry that's in the yep. that the is a french fry. Yep. yeah that, that's a little french it. fry there mm-hmm. and um i started walking into places and saying hey this is an idea i have would you guys let us do it here and you know 20 of them said no what were these places were they bars no no so um i went straight to like i went to the mall the malls so i was trying to get into uh the food courts food courts, food courts. Yeah. and everyone was like yeah looks cool how much experience do you guys have yeah. and i was like yeah zero, zero. right like, yeah no we don't have time for that here <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, you, do you know, get why people were saying that now? i understand it i do <laughs> yeah, understand yeah, it. yeah no we didn't yeah. blame them but, but even that, at the time that's we my ready them. you know yeah. f- uh, fire aim right deal but i think experience it does matter, but mm-hmm. less today because mm. you can get the information. Right. Mm-hmm. You can find the information. You can literally find step by step processes to open you restaurants could. online. You could. Yeah. Especially with ChatGPT. Shout out ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> but you're using ChatGPT. No, no, not that time. Not that time. Not that time. Not at that time. Do you, like, what secret <laughs> networks are you involved in? I can't give them my way. <laughs> so, uh, so, what was your strategy? So, just getting going to all these food yeah, courts? Yeah, not the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we were, I had a lot of free time because we didn't have a business at that time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're closed, so knocking on a lot were you of getting government money because you had a, a like a we did release we, we got a PPP loan. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a PPP loan, and um, and we we tried to reopen the business, but it, we'll talk more about that later. And you understand why it, it couldn't really survive anymore. Um, so we're knocking on doors, and we came to a food hall, our local food hall here in Raleigh, North Carolina, popular place, and. Uh, funny enough, we had tried to uh, oh, approach right. them two years mm-hmm. earlier with an empanada concept yeah. that I had. You know, <laughs> You're always, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm, the wheels are <laughs> yeah, always going. My dream concept is a calzone concept, so we really oh, are. Oh, let's go, yeah, the same cause, different types of calzones. <laughs> uh, I don't. I mean. I go back and forth on what I want to do. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I think keep it simple, stupid, and like just mm. do chicken finger calzones. Oh, because wow. Operationally. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, now you can, I should stop talking. You can simplify it. I'm going to put that in my pocket right now. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm saying like Chick-fil-A in a calzone. Oh, that's good, bro. I think you got something there. Yeah, right. We, we'll talk yeah, about that. We, we'll talk about that. Though. Right. We'll build that out. <laughs> yeah. And since I've started talking about this, yeah. I see calzone concepts oh. popping up. That's but funny. You know yeah. what? I'm busy with my podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not, you're doing good. You're doing good. You're good. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, what so, are that? What do we leave so off here? Empanadas, empanadas. Yeah, <laughs> and we came in the door and they laughed at us. They were like, "There's like a seven year waiting list to get in this place." Yeah, like there's you know all the stalls are filled yeah. because mm-hmm. at that time business is booming everywhere. This is before yeah. COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And so I come back to the same food hall two years later in COVID, and they have like three or four empty stalls. I'm like, oh yeah, you know. I mean, feel bad for the businesses that went out of business, right. but I said like, they gotta give me an opportunity. So I talked to um, some people in management. And they were like, yeah, you guys really don't have experience. You know, we'll keep it in mind. Yeah. You know, a month or so goes by. I keep knocking on doors and meeting with different managers. Mm-hmm. I would tell my wife, I was like, babe, I'm going to go out I again. I love I'm, the hustle. I love the grind. You got to do it. You got to hustle, so man. So hustle, yeah. Um, that, that's what life is about. You know, you can get anything done through hustling, yeah. through, through perseverance. People right? are not just going to say, oh, yes, no. come in, welcome. Right. That just doesn't happen. 
stupid. I'm, I'm a, sorry. I'm, I'm accustomed to no's. I'm, I live yeah. in no's. And that makes me just keep pushing until I get a yes. Yeah. So that's what we did, right? So I met with managers, like three or four managers here. Yeah. Then one time I stopped the guy in the parking lot. And he, was, he looked he looked kind of managerial. He had like a button-up <laughs> shirt on. I was like, hey, you work here? He's like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the uh, GM here. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, hey, I got this concept. Boom. And I had the, I had the, the folder already, uh, the report. Uh, it's a French fry concept. Blah, blah. He said, let me, let me give it a read. I was like, all right, I'll hang out while you read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be right here. Yeah, I'll be yeah. right here. So he's <laughs> flipping through the page. He's like, oh, wow, this looks interesting. And he's like, wow. He's like, How, any restaurant experience? Like, no, but tons of business experience. He's like, okay. You know what? You got time for a meeting later on this week? Of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm available. How about like in an hour? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he took it back to, I guess, upper management. And uh, by the time we got to talk to them, they had all fell in love with the concept. Mm. Again, this is concept. This has never been proven. Yeah. And they were like, all right, let's uh, write up a, um, a leasing agreement. Now, at this point, are you? is your mission of you know connecting people through... Uh, food in like different I, I can't remember the mission statement exactly. yeah. you, you share the mission statement sure because I don't want to butcher it you, you remember it here oh, well, connecting, putting, you, putting you on the spot no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I should be remembering this mission statement but connecting yeah. people through food um, but it's about through the different cultures yeah, and right. experience yeah. different cultures mm-hmm. and connecting people but I think through right one now vehicle. Mm-hmm. yeah I think the Being biggest fast. issue in our, in our country now I'm getting kind of we, I was looking to probably save this towards the no, end no this is good but I think that we just need to get perspective mm-hmm. you know that's I one like of the it. biggest things that our, our I think our country is lacking is perspective we're all in our, our bubbles right and, and whether it's a cultural bubble or a, a political bubble yeah. or whatever bubble yeah. Just, just understand a different perspective, and it's not just one way. It's, and if you're sitting at a table with someone, it's easier to understand and get to know them. Yes, exactly. Right. And right. Just listen, you know, and try to understand. And I, so I love that. That I don't know if, but that, when I read so, your mission, statement, yeah. that's what I felt. So mm-hmm. at that time, it wasn't built. So that got built through through the process. Yeah. Because we saw it happening. Because mm-hmm. initially, we thought our opening up our customer base would be Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they see the name, and you know, they're gonna come in. For the first six months, I don't remember one Hispanic buying our fries, <laughs> right? So, and at that time, we were we worked the restaurant. We were in the front. We were you know right yeah, in front and serving at the register. And I would see it was like a multi rainbow of people coming to eat these fries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where the mission was born. I was like, wait a minute, this is not just for Hispanics. Yeah. yeah. This is well, for everybody. I feel like as as an American, uh-huh. you're like you see Bueno Papa, you're like ooh Bueno Papa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like as a like Hispanic, you're like good potato. Yeah, yeah. That's how they received it. That's how they were still like yeah. We're not eating that. Uh, we're going somewhere else. They're like, where's the rice? Yeah, we're, yeah. Where's the rice at? There's no beans. I'm out of here. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was funny. That's um, good. That's good. Yeah. That's the truth. It is. That's the truth. That's it how is. it happens. But the, yeah. the Hispanics are eating it now. Oh, oh they love my it gosh, they, they love, it. love it. Yeah, yeah. So you, you you get this guy to read your mm-hmm. your your, um, your business plan. He says, let's let's make a meeting. Mm-hmm. Take it from there. Yeah, so we make a meeting, and he's like, "I love the concept. Uh, you got money for a down payment?" For the, I was like, "Yeah, we got some money." Yeah. So we put the money down, and no, first I called my wife. I was like, "Babe, they're gonna they want to go through with this thing," and she was like, "Okay, how are we gonna do it?" I was like, "We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out." Yeah. You know. So before I make any signatures, yeah, I always call the boss. Yeah, but you <laughs> you never give me any details. Yeah. Well, you're just like, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure uh, it out. And then later you know, on, you on the spot I'm like, what? <laughs> you did what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what she was most afraid of because, um, and and this is something personal, but it's okay. So the lease on this space, and this is a two hundred square feet space. You guys can't see, it, but it is. Um, we'll do some some uh, yeah. walking around with the cameras. So it's it's five thousand five hundred dollars, right? So that was the biggest lease. Five thousand five. Sorry, say it again. Five thousand five hundred per month. Mm-hmm. Per month. And right. what was the down payment? 
twice that. So it was like ten thousand. Good, though. yeah. I mean, but we didn't yeah. know. No, it was good. Yeah. Well, I mean, relative to opening mm-hmm. a restaurant, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I love food halls. Mm-hmm. As I think people think that tr- food trucks are like the way in. <laughs> oh, we're not we're not food trucks fans. But. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why didn't you, Why didn't you choose? Wow. A that's as good. That's yeah. good. Because I thought about the maintenance on a food truck. I thought mm-hmm. about moving around, and you know, I'm kind of lazy. I want to stay in the same place and just mm-hmm. sell my fries. I well, don't wanna... we kind of had experience with the with the cleaning business, uh, and yeah. we had vehicles uh, that the yeah, team that's, would that's ride from. around in. Okay, and we knew what kind of a nightmare well, that well, was. Share the nightmare. I, I'll tell you the nightmare because I was <laughs> okay. I was the mechanic, I was the driver, I was the manager. So anytime the girls with our employees, excuse me, would um have an issue on the road. Uh, the, what is this thing that used to always mess up? It would o- always overheat the cars. Yeah. We had old uh-huh. vans, and I had to go out and repair these vans. You yeah. know, yeah. there was always flat tires. Yeah. So when we thought about food truck, I was like, No, we're not we're not doing a food truck. I don't want to deal with flat tires. Are you engines. ladies crushing the curb? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they, they were they were actually crashing. <laughs> yeah, the they were. They were very like violent with our cars. Those, those vans got beat up, man. They really did. And I couldn't imagine you know spending forty five thousand right? to sixty thousand on a truck and like have somebody driving around and beat it up and yeah. then I got to get it repaired. Yeah. Food trucks a little more expensive. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit more. A little bit more. So that's why we're like, no, food truck. Yeah, but no, those are all the reasons that you listed or or why I think people need to understand. Like, unless you're mechanical, Mm -hmm. unless you are willing to, and like you said, you have to go to a, a, you have to go to a, you, you have you can't make the food like you can't prep the food in the no, food truck. You have no, to can't. Go to commissary. A commissary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another payment. Mm-hmm. That, another you know. So it just it adds up. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the wild, like when, like when it was just getting started, and like the crazy times of food trucks, and there weren't any regulations. Yeah, it, that's the problem. Like you mm-hmm. could scoot in and like ha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now like the the government's caught up, and they're like whoa whoa whoa. Yeah. yeah. Where's our cut? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got to get approved to be places. It's just yeah. it's a, yeah. that's a lot. And like the the relationships, managing the relationships to to get. To get places to park. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I, I know it's state to state with what you can do, and city to city with what you can do. It changes. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Good. It's not. Yeah, it's not the most lovely place to be in. So I was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. But if that's for you, if it's exactly, for exactly, yeah, now, we love eating at food trucks. I know, yeah, yeah. right? Please, <laughs> please keep serving. <laughs> yeah. but, but this, I don't want to be. This is so much more. So much less moving parts. What you it chose is. to yes. do, it is a food commissary, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not a food, commissary, uh, food court, food hall, food, yeah. food mm-hmm. hall, yeah, hall, hall. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes. What is the technical difference between a food hall and a food court? I'll tell you. So, a food hall, the main purpose of this whole entire building is food. So, you you have food, different food concepts. So, in a, in a food court, you know, it's inside of a different place, so an appendage, and yeah, an appendage of a mall or some sort of other yeah. type of venue. Got mm-hmm. it. So. You get your down payment. Right. You get your, your you sign the lease. Oh no, you not yet. You, talk to the boss. You talk to the boss. That's oh yeah, we talk, start talking about money. Right. Mm. So so she was like, "Well, how much is going to be a month?" And I was like, "Uh, like five thousand five She's like, "What?" I said, "What? No, Are you what? crazy? Where are you going to get that money yeah. from?" Because the, the rent we paid for our uh, maid service, I think it was like nine hundred a month. Yeah. We had like a little office. Yeah. And so five thousand just seems so lot, much. You know, that was a lot for us. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, you know. For what we didn't know, like that, that was a lot. So when he came home talking about five thousand, I said, "What? Where I was are like, you going to get that yeah. money from?" We just got to sell this much fries, and we can sell these so many drinks. Did you reverse engineer it? I did. I did. And what did you find out? Like, what did you know about menu costing at this point? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So, how were you accurate with your, your no projections? I was totally off. How far off? Oh Jesus! <laughs> I, you know, hey, you, this is getting vulnerable, right? No, this now. this yeah, is no, good. Th- but people like this is how people learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, and I thank you. I no, no you problem. No, no problem. problem. Listen, 
I totally screwed it up from the beginning. Yeah. So actually, what I would do is um, I would go to the different stalls and I'd be like, hey, what do you guys charge for your yeah. meals? And that's exactly what you should yeah. do. Just talk. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the guys here, he owns two different spaces here. He kind of became my, my, my ninja mentor. He was like, you know what? Because uh, I gave him a price that I was going to charge. He's like, you should charge a little bit more. Food halls charge a little bit more mm-hmm. because it's specifically for food. So people are just coming here for food. Right. So it's kind of like a novelty. So we can charge a, a percentage more. I was like, okay. And so I, I made my pricing off of what he was telling me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but that had, that had nothing to do with food costing. Uh, yeah. Uh, finding cheaper product. Yeah. Uh, waste. What you did yeah. in the beginning is exactly what most people do. They just go, yes. they talk to other people. Yeah. Which is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really, at the end of the day, it's what is the profit I want to make? Exactly. And how do I reverse engineer yeah. all my costs? To, so so like, we didn't get I to want? that until like a year in. Yeah. So if we didn't <laughs> that's, buy a that's scale. Not, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I, let's go through the evolution. Mm-hmm. So you. Um, you start, you figure out your pricing by talking to people. Mm-hmm. What were the original prices? So the, the original prices, I just thought it would be like a flat rate. Because yeah. what do I know about food? At this point, we had no vendors. Yeah. So we're just thinking, we're planning this out. So I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll serve, you know, we'll charge $10 a fry. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah. And the guy was like, ah, just charge 12 yeah. I was like, I'd charge, we'll charge 12 then, right? Yeah. I think it um, might have just been nice being like, it might be more than you think. Yeah. Do this, mm-hmm. so just get a little extra. A little extra. Yeah. Yeah. But this is based on no knowledge of right. how much the purchase cost is going to yeah. be, uh, what the food percentages should be. I didn't know what that any of that should be. Mm-mm. So I'll fast forward a bit and we can come back. So, you know, we get open. Uh, we, we do our first initial purchase. I don't know what the cost should be, right? No. Serving size. What's a serving size? Let's just pile it up. You <laughs> yeah. know, who, who cares, the man? The more the better. <laughs> the more the better. It looks beautiful. And of course, you know, it's a runaway success immediately because people yeah. are like, oh my God, this amount of fries. Who doesn't love French yeah, fries? Yeah, exactly. on, on the record, French fries are probably like my favorite food. I like Second this. to calzones. Oh, oh, I like that. Right. I like that. I like so, that. Anyway. And I, I feel like uh, most of America feels the same. Yeah. Right? And, you know, it's a runaway success, right? In the front, it's a runaway success. Now, in the back end, I'm looking and I'm like, wait a minute. It's a lot of money coming in, but there's a lot of money going out, too. Yeah. I'm like, so where's the profit at? Mm-hmm. You know, but at that time, you know, it's just me, her, my 16-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. We had hired one other guy. So I had no time oh, to go yeah. look at numbers. No. I had no time to go back and, and, and uh, reconstruct you, how this thing should have you gone. You were literally frying fries. I was literally frying and fries. And I was in the front making plates. Yeah. So just money coming in, money going out. And I never had a chance to sit down and look at, like, yeah. what, what's really going on here? Right, you feel like you're rich because you know, you know, all this income is coming in. But then in the back, and you're looking at it all go out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm doing something wrong, but I don't have a chance to figure it out right exactly. now. Exactly. So when I hire somebody to replace me, I'm going to go figure this out. So that's kind of that was our first yes. blunders, mm-hmm. financial blunder. So get specific. Why was I a financial blunder? Okay, so I'll tell you. So first of all, we didn't know anything about uh, food portioning. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Restaurant owners, food portioning. You need to have Huge. a process for portioning. Yep. We didn't. We didn't know about it. Uh, so why is that important? Because with food portioning, you can control your costs, right? Um, it's consistent. Consistent. Yes. Consistency across the board. You know how much product you're going to use. You know how much product you should be purchasing, which yeah. is another thing. Yeah. People don't know how to forecast. I didn't know how to forecast uh, no. my purchases at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so I was always over-purchasing. Things yeah. would go bad in the refrigerator. We had to throw it out. And in my head, I was like, oh, it's just, you know, $10 worth of this. But that over a month, it amounts to a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's where we were, like, losing money. Exactly. Yeah. So um, what were your other challenges early on? We're talking about costing as a big one. Mm-hmm. You, you said you, you, 
you replace yourself? Or well, I said until I could replace myself. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm yeah, not gonna so. lie. I was thinking about French fries. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think I missed like two sentences. I missed everything. <laughs> Somebody give some fries over here, please. Know, right? Give him a, a basket of fries. He's hungry. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. That's funny. Um, so um, it happens every once in a while. I just yeah. make French fries. Whatever my my guest is talking. About. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Like how much time? When did you actually open the year? Was it July of two thousand twenty-one? Good question. So we started the build out in man, I want to say February. We signed the contract in February twenty twenty-one. We didn't sell our our first fry until July July twenty twenty-one. The week of uh, July fourth. July fourth. Insane. Oh, no. It was a bad idea. That's a t- that's a tough bad time. No, idea. It was it was a great idea. And it was a bad idea all at the yeah. same time. Um, but talking about the build out we built this thing with our bare hands yeah like every that wall i put it up yeah the electric the I, doors, helped, I put the electric in like the so tvs grind. it was a grind yeah it was a grind yeah. um so yeah so we served our first fry in july 2021 okay were you doing you said you were doing a lot of research like what were your resources for like where, where, where are you going to learn about how to open a restaurant sure uh, google <laughs> well, what, what did Google tell you? So I would, um, so I would ask for like I would look for checklists, like what, like what, what, what are the steps to opening a restaurant, right? Yeah. And even those checklists aren't complete, right? Because what I learned after going through all the checklists, it will be like you know establish your LLC, mm-hmm. um, you know uh, get a safe, uh, serve safe, which is a food safety course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, just di- di- those different steps, right? Uh, but no one talked about um, financial things later on, like. Right. Make sure you register with the the tax office in your state, right? You know, get, a, get your EIN, e- EIN, yeah. EIN, and so th- that ended up being a blunder later on. And I'll get real mm-hmm. personal about that because that hit me hard, and I don't want nobody to go through that. Yeah, um, when did that happen? Like, like so, so I, you know, so I thought because I had my EIN in place that I was all good with taxes, mm-hmm. but uh, nowhere in the verbiage did they say you had to register with the local authorities your restaurant business. Is that for, state by state? No. Well, yes. Well, yeah. Each state. Okay. East State has a local uh, local tax, okay. local sales sales tax. Got it. Sales tax. So I was like, so I have a program. We use a program called Toast, you mm-hmm. know, for uh, our POS. So Toast would say it's taking out sales tax. So I was like, oh, okay, the sales tax is being paid. No, the sales tax was not being paid. The sales tax is just being taken out. But you have to set up the connection with the local authority where you're sending that money. So that money was just going in our account. And then four months into being in business, you know, I get a knock from the the local. Uh, uh, tax assessment guy yeah. and be, hey um, we haven't received your sales tax I was like no I'm sure it is I, I got reports that says that I uh, we're pulling out sales tax they're like no but you have to send that money to us yeah and I was like oh I didn't know that so so, yeah. so it was getting segmented it was getting segmented through toast but it, where was it going just into the into our um, uh, our cash account Okay. Just into so, the cash account. So you you didn't you once it hit that cash account, it was just you, there. You didn't realize that was your tax. Exactly. Yeah. I'll be honest too, man. I'll mm. get vulnerable. Like I mm. was bad about like putting money aside when a mm. restaurant stopped. So when you're first starting a business, like you need everything to you survive. Everything. Yeah. You know, like yeah. everything, and then like you you don't realize how fast tax can get away from you. How ten mm-hmm. like fifteen percent, twenty percent get away from you. Yeah. And then you get to the point where it comes tax season, and you're like, I don't know where I'm gonna get this. Exactly. Money. Yeah. Uh, that's why I use profit first. Like so, ten. Do you, are you a profit first? Well, first, I just started reading that book two weeks ago. Oh uh, yes, so, I love profit first, dude. Why do you love profit first? I'll tell you why. Because it, it gives you a, a schedule and a program mm-hmm. on, on how you should look at your finances, right? And of course, it, it's in the title. You're taking your profit first, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And everything is being segmented, 
right? And that's huge it's for the envelope for system, but envelope system in, mm-hmm. in using checking accounts and right. envelopes. Exactly. But it, every, everything flows to where it needs to be. Your so. payroll is going to where it needs to be. Yep. Your food purchases is going where it yep. needs to be. Yeah. I'll be fucking really honest. Part of my language do, right man. now. Um, Profit first is saving me. Like I'm, I'm walking a tightrope. Right wow, now. wow. Like the, the past two months have been tough for me with yeah. travel and all, a bunch going on. Um, and if I didn't have that, like you're not. Yeah. So you're supposed to use profit to buy assets mm-hmm. and to pay off debt. You're also supposed to use it in case you fucking really need yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like if you're like in North Carolina and all of your other checking accounts are empty and you need to get home, and you have that to the <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. and I, I mean, I'm getting vulnerable right now. No, I like, like it, man. But you know, it's at the end of the quarter. Like I'm waiting on sponsors. Yeah. you know, so like. It's just like, whew, but like yeah. that's what profit. But if I didn't have profit first, if I'm not putting away 10% mm. of every dollar I make, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have that cushion to get me home. It's amazing. Mm. It's, it's so simple that you're like, man, why didn't I think of this? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's such a simple process. But, so go ahead. Again, it's such a simple process. But again, people, when you're in the grind, we call it in the papa. Yeah. That means like just in the mess of things. Yeah. Not, um, not the bueno. Because not the bueno. Not the bueno, bueno good. papa. Yeah. But when you're just in the papa, you're like, man, you can't see outside of your box. Yeah. Right. But that, that book helps organize your thoughts when it comes to finances. And yeah. I, I love yeah. it. And you really don't have to think about it. You just like twice a, a month, you mm-hmm. you just allocate cash. This is so funny that... You're yeah. reading this at the same time. Uh, dude, uh, Casey Anton okay. is a Profit First professional. I don't mm. know if you're familiar with I'm that. Not, I'm not. I'm sure if you're just getting into the book, you'll yeah. learn more about the Profit First professionals. Uh, but they're like CFOs that are mm. like certified to teach Profit First. Gotcha. Oh, cool. uh, and she's a, she specializes in restaurants who do Profit First. Oh, I got to connect. I'd love to make it. We got to connect. And yeah. she's reading and she's close with Mike McCallowitz. I mm-hmm. actually did a recording with Mike McCallowitz about what? Profit First oh, with God. Casey Anton. Casey Anton and I created a Profit First for Restaurants course. Come on, man. She's coming out with a Profit First for Restaurants book. This is super exciting. She's launching right now. That thing's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Yeah, we're going to help her get the word out. It's It's so needed. Yeah. But especially with tax. So Mm -hmm. the difference between Profit First with restaurants versus other uh, Profit First accounts is I think Mm -hmm. you need, um, you're supposed to have five accounts income, Mm -hmm. um, owner's pay, owner's pay, tax, tax, operational expense. And I'm forgetting the other one. You, you're, you're more versed than me right now. Um, operation. I said owners pay, right? Yeah, you did. Income <laughs> tax <laughs> try it again. from profit. <laughs> Income tax profit. Owners pay operational expense. Yeah, That's what I missed. So there's profit and owners pay. Mm-hmm. So you're paying yourself and you're taking profit. That's the part. Yeah, that's, that's the part. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, I forgot and to mention. Profit you don't touch unless, like I mentioned, you're putting you're buying an asset, which is something that makes you money, right? Or you're paying off debt. Or you're like, oh shit, what did I do? Yeah, we need to like, cover our asses. Mm-hmm. Um, last, and and, last, and yeah. it's an account that you can't see or touch. Yeah, yeah. And it's then kind I, of a way. I think the the sixth account is um, sales tax. Sales tax. Yes. Sales tax. And then you can do. Um, they broke it down a little bit more. Where for different industries, you couldn't have like a I don't know a bunch more accounts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there might be another one for like um, employee pay or something like mm-hmm, that, or mm-hmm. payroll. Yeah, I, I can't mm-hmm. remember. I have to read her book. Um, but I'm telling you, like, it just takes the pressure off, right? Right. And then it's also the mentality that like you you adjust to what you have. So your mm. your, your operational expense account becomes what determines your growth. And exactly. Two things determine your growth: your your cash flow mm-hmm. and your people. Oh, that's good. That's good. So yeah, what, yeah. if you don't have the cash in the operational expense, expense account, then you can't grow. Can't grow. Mm. Can't until grow. you start increasing revenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This is good. Yeah, it's, it's is super good. good. If you guys are listening to this 
and you you want to learn more about Profit First, I'm taking a selfish plug right now. Please like do. We're, we're, we're bringing back Restaurant Unstoppable. It never went anywhere, but like mm-hmm. over the past year, like I focus more on the travel and getting the content. Gotcha. Uh, we have a community manager now, Miola, Callan Miola. Um, she's doing an amazing job mm-hmm. and we're, we're trying to create community around these, these subjects and bring restaurant yeah. tours mm-hmm. together to support each other. So awesome. head over to the network. We're going to have a whole segment oh, in I'm the excited, network man. about for like Profit First Professionals. I'm, I'm pretty sure Casey Anton said she'd be happy to like lead that wow so that's amazing man i'm in i'm i'm, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm i feel like i'm selling right now i'm no, sorry no, to be using okay. your time this is sell, great but this is it's, it's, it's so great. needed very good stuff yeah. so needed like when i found when i found that book i told my wife i felt like i found the bible i was like yeah. this is this is amazing it is. yeah yeah so Thank you so much mm-hmm. for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I brought it you up. You brought it up. <laughs> I, I just piggybacked but on we it. We did not talk beforehand. Like, no, we did. Totally no, right. not at no. all. He did send me an email and told me. <laughs> no, he yeah. didn't. <laughs> James, this is what we need to talk about. <laughs> um, so, okay, 2021, um, you, you, you got in trouble with the tax. You weren't putting money aside. Mm-hmm. You were putting it aside, but you weren't paying. Right. Sales right. So that's where we left off. So they, they came knocking on the door, and they wanted their money. And I was like, oh, my God, you know. And, uh, you know, we, we had to put away some cash. So I had the money to pay them. But I felt like a complete idiot, uh, especially to this young lady. You know, <laughs> I was like, man, I can't believe I let that slip through, you know. But it was something that I did. You don't you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. And, uh, of course, I quickly got that. Until in order. you know. Until you know. Yeah. Until, somebody's Until somebody's knocking on your, your door. door. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. give me the money. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's, a, that, that's not in the checklist of opening a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And when you guys do this uh, restaurant, um, uh, profit first. Put that in the checklist. You right. know, talk about yeah. that. You know, because no checklist did I find that. Yeah. You know, nowhere yeah. online. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I found how to open a restaurant online. So I went through these checklists and just was following the checking yeah. off the different yeah, parts on that checklist. I think we were talking about EIN and and, yeah. and mm-hmm. like you didn't find it. But what else did you like? W- was there a resource, a port, a person that you thought was like really great, like a consultant that's putting content out or a podcast you're listening to? Uh, at that time, no. Um, I, you know, because. I was super focused on the marketing side of it that I wasn't thinking about the restaurant side of it. Okay. And I felt like I had the marketing side myself. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to build this thing out. And I'm going to just, you know, tell everybody and market it. But I should have listened or, or find some resources mm-hmm. <laughs> on yeah. actual yeah, the inside uh, workings of the restaurant business, yeah. right. uh, which what I did. What were the biggest challenges first. for you? Um, you already talked about costing. Talk about costing, uh, portioning, um, waste. Waste was huge. What do you um, mean? What I mean by that is... We were overcooking, right? So every night, mm. we just we didn't know what to cook. We didn't know mm. what uh, ba- we didn't have any uh, bench line or no. benchmark numbers mm-hmm. to yeah. say. All right, uh, on weekends we should make this amount. Yeah. Right. On weekdays we should. So we were making the same thing every day. Yeah. Whatever we made for a weekend, we would make for a Monday. Yeah. And at the end of the night, you know, we had you know bins of food, food left over. You yeah. also don't have any sales data yet. At this no point. data, exactly. So, so they say it's better blind. to sell out than mm-hmm. it is to to. Throw ah, see that that's good to know. I, I didn't know that at first. Uh, yeah. I mean, ideally, you don't want to sell yeah. out because you're missing right. out on potential revenue. Mm-hmm. There. It's better than throwing food away, right? Yeah, yeah. So we Just were throwing food away standpoint. every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were throwing food away. Now, what happened was, remember, we sold out the first day. Yeah, we were right? really excited, and we were excited. And we we're like, all right, we need to order this much <laughs> yeah. food next time. So we kept this the honeymoon this much, phase. The honeymoon yeah. phase. So we were up at this much food, whatever amount that was, uh, for like two, three weeks and wasting probably half of it. Yeah. So what did that, how did that translate into dollar bills? Do you have any idea? I, I can't tell you a, 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 an exact amount, but if I had to say what was being taken away from the profit, I would say 10 to 15% of our money was being taken away in wow. waste. Wow. When did you start? Like, what changed? What was the tipping point for you? Sure. Um, so I was able to hire... Um, 
not even a manager, right? It, it was just we had we hired some people. Yeah. <laughs> To you take know? over our jobs, right? And not and not a true what manager. Were your jobs at? like you're working in the business, so you're serving the food. We're serving yeah. the food. We so were at this point, it's just the two of you, the three of us. My daughter, your daughter. Yeah. How old your daughter? daughter? She was 16 at that time. At the time. No, 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 she was fifteen. Oh, fifteen. At <laughs> I mean, the time. I was. I think I was twelve when I started oh. working with my parents. <laughs> so I mean, if it's family, yeah, no family, laws, yeah. no laws. It, and it was summertime because was summer. she was. Um, yeah. she was I was sitting on milk crates doing. Oh wow! Lunches. Oh wow! <laughs> anyway, wow. You just inspired me. <laughs> yeah, I got some young yeah, sons. Yeah, yeah, get them to work. Get them to work. Lower that operational cost. <laughs> Go fry the fries. So yeah. Who cares? The grease is hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah. So it was us three. That's why we have kids. I told my wife I wanted more. So oh my I told her I want to be like ancient. You. <laughs> so we could be like ancient times and like have the kids like work the farm, but instead of the farm, they work in the, the best pop. thing for kids. Though honestly, it's no, right. it is. It You're right. It's like, hey, oh, you want you want to go to J Crew? Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I will buy you clothes at Walmart, mm. or you, you can, can come help out at the restaurant. Yeah. And Save get, some. Di- some what does dimes. a eight, What does a fifteen year old, fourteen year old need money for? Nothing, because you're providing yeah, for them. Exactly. But if you pay yeah. them like whatever minimum wage is, mm-hmm. yeah, no other expenses in their life, they're gonna be balling. Yeah, mm. and they can buy the things that they want because yeah, they, they have everything they need. Like, hey, friends, who wants to go to a movie? Oh, I don't have any money. I got you. I, I, oh, you're going to pop your kid now because yeah. you work a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, you know, but actually, we didn't pay her. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, yeah. guys. I'll stop. No, I'll she's stop. getting paid now. <laughs> she's getting paid now, but she just got a room and board before. So, yeah. yeah that's um, but yeah, so it was us three. And finally, we hire like two or three other folks. Yeah. And not managers. So, we're no. still managing and we're still mm-hmm. in the business. But that gave me like an hour to go look at the numbers really quick. Mm-hmm. Like, so how are we doing? You know? So once I started seeing that, I was like, wait a minute. You know, we're doing something wrong. You know? We're selling a lot, but we're not keeping a lot. Mm. So I have to figure that out. Mm. So um, over the next couple of months, I started looking into restaurant uh, resources and financial mm-hmm. resources for restaurants yeah. um, to, to try to get a better handle on what, the, what was going on there. Got it. Mm-hmm. And what did they tell you? Uh, that's when I heard about portioning. Yep. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh. We should have a standard portion. Yeah. And Isn't you bought that, a scale? Yep. I bought a scale. Menu engineering. Menu I, I didn't I didn't get to that until like six, seven months in. Okay. Yeah. Um that so that that was still a new term. So yeah. I, I just found out about portioning. I was like, okay, let's let's start out with a portion. Yeah. And here's the things that I really like about your concept when I came in mm-hmm. that I think you're doing you're doing you have options, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you're really just focusing on doing one thing really well. That's mm-hmm. right. And I've noticed that if you if you wanna there's no right way, there's no like it all depends on what you really want to do at the end of the day. Like, what makes you happy? Do you right. want to be a fine dining restaurateur? Mm. Go for it. Mm. Have fun. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and not everybody can do that. It's yeah. not no. for everybody. Mm-mm. But if you want to grow a, a business that's profitable and that ha- that's scalable, yeah. focus your energy. Do one thing Pinpointed. really well. What's your one thing? Mm. What's your one degree? What's that's your core focus? That's real good stuff. Put all of your energy in doing that one thing, all of your branding, mm-hmm. everything. And perfect it. SEO, everything into this one thing, and you can go so much further and faster. Exactly, and people yeah. think because you're and narrowing yourself, you're limiting. It's actually you're expanding when you're narrowing. Yeah, yes. and you're 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 selling potatoes. Potatoes, There's great money in potatoes. Great money in potatoes. Yeah, yeah potatoes. great margins. Like like I don't like what's like. Do you, are you comfortable talking about? That? Yeah, I can talk about margins. Yeah. Um, but l- let me take a step back before we get to the margins. What else I didn't know about was that I can negotiate with our suppliers. Didn't yeah. even think about it. Yeah, the, yeah. like here's you know? here's the rate. No, I don't want to pay that. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, let's go lower. Yeah. I was like, whatever the rate is, I'll pay it. So you know, we were able to get our potatoes down, mm-hmm. which is amazing. But anyway, uh, margins. So now 
we're at a uh, 28% food costs. Wow. Now, now uh, I had a consulting company come in probably about, I don't know, eight months ago and help us with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, before then, we were at like 37%. Yeah. Without, you know, without portion sizes, without um, negotiating with our uh, providers. So you, you moved the nine points. Yeah, nine points. That all went to profit? All went to profit. Nice. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Nice. Where's your labor? Labor right, na- right now, it's at 25%. Right, that's good. Before, my God. Yeah. So, so l- let's take them through this because this is important. Because after, when you're in a trial, like our trial was that we were in the restaurant, we were working, I don't know, sixteen hour days, this yeah. crazy amount. We pull ourselves out, and then we just start filling it in with staff, filling yeah. it in, just so mm-hmm. we don't have to be there anymore. Yeah, not thinking about labor costs, and we're not yeah. that. You know, how much labor it takes to actually do that job. We didn't program really that at all, calculate right? that. Right? Yeah. So now we're overpaying like huge amounts in labor costs. So when they when they first looked at our numbers this consultant company, they saw us at a uh, I don't know. It was like 38% labor costs, right? It, we were giving people too many hours. We had too many people on staff at this, at one time. Um, so they helped us to dial it back and told us, you know, this is what was actually needed to produce mm-hmm. the the amount of sales you need. This is how many people you need. This is how many hours you would actually need. Do you know the name of this? Are you are, are you able to share the name? Of, oh, sure, of sure. They, they're a consulting company out of uh, Florida. Uh, their name is Sherpa. 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 Awesome. A little yeah. nod to Sherpa. Thanks Thank for that Thank you, help. Sherpa. <laughs> yeah. You help us make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so how did you start changing things with your labor to get to 25? Wait, sure. Was it 25? That was... Yeah. No, labor's 25. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so what I did was, uh, the, the first thing is, and um, another hugely uh, important thing is, Hire knowledgeable staff yeah, uh, as far huge. as management. So we brought in a GM, right? Uh, the GM had previous experience in our type of restaurant, um, costing out labor, costing out food. And, and we had just started learning about this stuff, mm-hmm. right? So this GM came in and he was like, you know, I, I told him this is where we need to be uh, labor-wise. And uh, he was like, well, yeah, I, I have the, this is what I did, exactly what I did in my other job. Mm-hmm. So he looked at our, our calendar and he was like, all right, um, how much do you sell on a, a weekday? And I was like, well, I don't know, 60, 70 orders. What do you do on the weekend? 30, uh, 300 to 400. So I'm just going to work backwards from there and fill in the hours. And I was like, oh, it sounds pretty simple. And kind of that's what he did. And uh, that's what figured out and brought down our labor percentage. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. Um, so what about like your systems, processes, procedures, checklists? Where were you with that? Oh, my God. Operations. Mm. You gonna is, is this a comedy show? Because we had none of that in place. We had zero in place. Well, um, I love this is one of the reasons yeah. why I love having people who are it's so fresh. Yeah, yeah, years. yeah. Because like you, it's it's like it happened yesterday. Oh, you know, yeah, and you're still and you're probably still like finding little fine tuning. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. All, every day. So um, the first year we had not one. We didn't have one procedure in place, no. one policy, one checklist. I mean, we had them, but we would either no, no, do we were it. doing it. Yeah, you we were, were yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it, yeah. or we would tell someone to do it. But obviously, that would just kind of. But you had it. Like, the only way they would know is by you telling. By them. us exactly. telling. Them. You were the operations manual. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You were a, a people dependent operation, yes. not a system. Not dependent. a exactly. good idea. And yeah. the sad thing and funny thing about this was that we knew all about procedures and checklists because we came from a service business, which yeah. we we had our employees do it. Right. Yeah. Right. But. I couldn't think outside of the papa, yeah. again, outside of the mess we were in at that yeah. time. So close to it. That you so, can't exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So when I got a chance to step back, uh, take a step back, I was like, you know what? We can kind of uh, reverse engineer some of the things we did at the maid service because mm-hmm. we didn't have the knowledge of checklists of, of a restaurant. So we were like, um, let's just take some of the things we have in our head and write it down and have them do it. What am I doing? 
Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah, what exactly. am I doing? Yeah. yeah. First, I do this. Exactly. Then I, I do, do this. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then that's the baseline. Like the mm-hmm. most big. Like first, I unlock the door. Right. Then I <laughs> yeah. turn the lights, lights on. on. Yeah. Then I turn the oven on. Exactly. Uh, like it's just like it seems silly. Right. But, but it isn't. But it's you're you're not creating it for you. Right. You're right. creating it for that person who's mm-hmm. just starting. Just yeah, starting. They know nothing they about they this. And eventually, like they they don't have to use the checklist to go. They. They have to do everything, right. and then they verify with the check. Exactly, they exactly. back themselves up. Like, yes. oh, I forgot. Like, check, check. Oh, did I do that? Yeah, Shit, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. But th- there's what what, we, what I learned, and um, and what's helping us now, and probably your listeners know this already. But there's no scaling without processes and procedures. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going anywhere, and you are trying to scale. Oh, we're we're trying to scale. So we're scaling. We're and, scaling. And, I mean, looking, unstoppable. Uh, yeah, looking at so I I um let's see here. I have I took some notes for today's conversation, mm-hmm. so. I'm really far away from my computer right now for the people who are listening to <laughs> this. He's like Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, where you are right now is with your franchise. Sorry, I'm trying to, I took notes. But like, where are you? Like, I, mean, I feel like we're kind of jumping ahead right now. Yeah. But like, where are you today? Paint that picture of where you are today to give the, the listeners an okay. idea of how much you've grown. In such right. short yeah. So in the last two and a half years, not a full three years yet, uh, we have three corporate locations and I'll break that down. So we have uh, one at a food hall we have one in a food court in a mall, mm-hmm. and we have what's called uh, a licensing location, which is in a, an arena. Mm-hmm. So we're in a, in a stadium. Yeah, PNC Carolina, Arena. Uh, Hurricanes, right? The Carolina yes. Hurricanes Arena. So uh, The official French fry. The official right. French fry. Yeah. That's Shout pretty big. To PNC you know. Arena. Shout out to them. And uh, so, so, so three official corporate locations. We are mm-hmm. 95% of the way there on our Miami uh, Winwood location. Yes. And we're really excited about that. And outside of that, uh, we have two official franchises signed mm-hmm. and two more. Uh, actually, wow. Today. Two, no, no, hold on a second. Oh, sorry. Because it's, it's going to get even better. Two more uh, in, in the wings. We're waiting for their FTD to come back signed. And we're meeting with two more today uh, mm-hmm. in discovery meetings. What are your concerns with franchising, if any? Mm-hmm. Well, my concern would have been six months ago that our processes and procedures weren't there. But now we've ironed that all out. We have a whole system in place that's digitized because, you know, we like to... Mm-hmm. Be digital about our yes. our work and what we're doing because it just makes it a lot easier than giving a PDF manual to somebody. Yeah. Uh, we take them through steps. Uh, we walk. Them, we hold their hands through the whole process. There's checklists. There's checklists. <laughs> There's procedures. Yeah. So There's videos. Uh, in in the email mm-hmm. I got when I first discovered you guys mm-hmm. um, th- that you have this um, turnkey um, franchising operations manual, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, your your franchise team, right? So, or is this outsource? Do you yes, have, outsource. Who are you working with to franchise? So we we work with the independent um, franchise development person. Uh, his name is. Can I say his name? I don't know. Hmm. We're gonna hold off on that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we hold off on that. But we're working with an independent person uh, who's very thorough in what he does uh, um, as far as franchise sales and development. Uh, we also have a team, um, a real estate team, that finds the locations. Uh, and we also have a uh, project manager that walks everyone through our program okay. until until opening. Now, were you recruited? Do you approach somebody for like did, were somebody saying, "Hey, like I love your concept"? Oh uh, no, we would love oh, to this represent is a good story you. Too. No, no. Okay. So um, again, you got to remember my brain. My brain is always going. So the first day this thing sold out, I was like, "Honey, this needs to be a franchise." Yeah. yeah. You know. So did I know how to make a franchise? No, no, not at all. But anyway, this is, I don't know if you guys call it the universe, God, or whatever. We took we had one break after like three months in the oh, business. Oh, that's right. And yeah. we took a drive down to well, Carolina like, Beach, yeah. Kerr Beach, Curry mm-hmm. Beach. 
And we were down there driving, talking about our business or whatever. And a van, no, no, a Land Rover drove by. Mm-hmm. And on the back of the Land Rover, it was like, we franchise restaurants. And I was like, oh, we got to talk to that guy. <laughs> you know? So guess what I did? So I put, she, she'll, she'll verify the I story. Pull that. over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I start beeping her. She's like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Yeah. So the car, so we're next to the car uh-huh. and it's summertime. So the windows are up mm-hmm. and he's on the phone. The air conditioner is like blasting, you know? Yeah. And the car is like going like this, you know, like, yeah, you know, back when and it, forth, yeah, back yeah. and forth. And, and James is like, he's driving, he's like, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, so and he's trying to get his attention. And, you know, this gentleman is just like, you know, looking straight, did you yeah. know, pods in or something. <laughs> no, he was on the phone. I he's guess. on uh, the yeah, phone. Yeah. You can see him like yeah. this. And so, um, of course, no one should be beeping you off the road, no. you know, at the beach. So yeah. that's kind of weird. You wouldn't want to yeah. stop for that kind right, of person, right. you know. Yeah. I don't, I I don't even, stopped. I don't think probably like, I probably cut this guy off. Yeah, no, yeah, so. So anyway, he had, he had his information on the back of his yeah. uh, his uh, car. So I took mm-hmm. a snapped a picture of it, and after following him for a mile, I was like, "Let's leave him alone." I'll yeah. just call and leave him a message. So I call him from the road. Hey, my name is James. Uh, you know, I own this restaurant. I was concept. that maniac that was a song. I was a maniac. Yes. You know, I'm the one. yeah, I did say that. Yeah, he did. And I was like, "When you get a chance, give me a call. I want to talk to you about our business." And you know, so now we're driving back to Raleigh, and like 20 minutes in, we get a call. Yeah, and it's this guy, and he was like, "Yeah." Um, I got a call from you. You were the guy beeping at me. I was like, yeah, I'm the guy. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, tell me about yourself. Because if you're crazy enough to beep at me like that, you must have a crazy concept. Yeah. So I spill it. I throw yeah. up the concept to him over the <laughs> phone, like in a 10-minute conversation. He's like, this sounds pretty good. He was like, I work with emerging concepts. Uh, right now, uh, I'm working with this peach cobbler concept. And um, I would love to, f- to meet with you guys. So we set up a meeting like the next week. Yeah. So now that goes back to listening restaurateurs or uh, potential restaurateurs, the ready, shoot, aim. Mm. Like, I had no idea what I was going to say to this guy. But if I see an opportunity, and if you see an opportunity, you got to jump on it. You never know if it's going to come again, right? right? Uh, of course, we talked about this franchising thing, but I had no knowledge of how I was going to do this thing. So the first time I seen something, I just hopped on it, good or bad, right? And it turned out to be good, right? So we meet, and I'll fast forward through the story. Uh, we end up partnering together. He loves the concept. Mm-hmm. And he walks through and gets the whole FDD done. Yeah. You know, that's his part of the What's business. What's FDD? FDD is a federal uh, disclosure document that you have to file with the government uh, in the process of creating franchises. Okay. All right? Um, it's, man, like a 100-page document. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why you outsource. <laughs> yeah, this is why you outsource. It's a lot specialist. of legal schmeagle stuff in there. Yeah. But it really just talks about the restaurant brand. It talks about the background, the operations. So he helped build all that stuff out, which would have took me, I don't know, four or five years to yeah. even get to that. Yeah. So we got to that within our first year, mm-hmm. right? Um, so he helped build that out. And um, what was his advice to you? Like, how long into your mm-hmm. operation did you honk this guy off the road? Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, so it probably had to be in the springtime, not summer. So. Yeah, Probably like six months in. Six months in? Six okay. months in. Right. Uh, in our first restaurant. Yeah. Um, and what was his feedback to you? Like, do you need to, like, you need to lock this in before you start to scale it? No. So his feedback was uh, something we discussed earlier. He's like, what are your numbers? Yeah. What are your percentage? What are your labor? This is the first time I heard these things. What's your labor percentage? I was like, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> what, what's your food cost? I have no idea. Yeah. That's so what, he was like. That's what happens when you shoot. Yeah. You fall <laughs> yeah. on your face a couple of yeah. times and you're like, uh, Oh, exactly. exactly. But you know, but if you never shoot, I would never got there. Yeah, you don't yeah. know how to adjust. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So he tells me all these things. He said, "Well, you have to get. We have to find out what these numbers are before we can move forward because everyone needs to know this. They're not going to want to do business with you. So that's what's kind of uh, propelled that journey 
to figure out our numbers, mm-hmm. figure out portioning, make it better, make it more attractive to uh, future franchisors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Joanne, I haven't given you much time to talk. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm a blabbermouth. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything that's been going through your mind that that you want to contribute, or like from your perspective, what was it like having this ambitious husband, James, yeah. just like? Pulling the trigger on things. Be honest, yeah. honey. Be honest. Just tell, <laughs> tell the dirty stuff. Tell the dirty stuff. Oh wow! I mean, it's it's been um, it's been a crazy ride. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, um, as I sit here on another crazy ride, as far as like <laughs> franchising and that sort of thing, I could look back. You know, even when we were dating, you know, it, he he's always been like that. You mm. know, um, today he has a, a words to that strategy, mm. but he's always been like that. You know, yeah, you're an entrepreneur. You're you're for sure the, the, born. Yeah, we're not the easy to hang out. With. Nah, no, not at all. no. Um, not at all. We're uh, off the hinge. And I think I think for me, I think um, I mean obviously I'm probably I mean I have to be patient, right? Yeah. Um, but it, that's my nature. But it's it it works as far as like my patience to his craziness. Nah, tell him about your fears, man. This be, oh, uh, it's, let's get real. It's been no, it's been it's been crazy. Like like I said, a crazy ride, but it's been crazy scary um you know there's been i'm just saying as me right like there's been some tears there's been some few breakdowns and yes we definitely have arguments or discussions or whatever what were the breaking points for you uh definitely i think i think uh for me as a woman probably financially Mm. you know um he's all in he's all in you know and I'll, I'll sell my I'll sell my kid to, to push this thing forward, you know. No, so you're, I, you're not going to sell Jakey. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, but uh, he he is all in, and what I love and respect about him is that you know there is no plan. I didn't always love and respect this part, mm. but there is no plan B, right? So, but when when he thinks of the plan A, he thinks of his wife, he thinks of his children, he thinks of his mother. Oh. You know, of his father, mm-hmm. you know, like he, it has to work. Mm-hmm. It has to work. So even if he falls on his face, even if he has to get mm-hmm. a little bit red on the cheeks because he got embarrassed Jeez. because he didn't know a term, <laughs> yeah. you know, wow. it's like this has to work. And he'll push it and push it and push it until it works. And really, um, I mean, today he takes bigger risks, mm-hmm. I would say. But I, I feel like I've learned also how to be more of a risk taker because I feel comfortable that he's going to get it done. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, honey. Yeah. And you guys are at three locations now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is is the financial situation leveling up for you? Or are you like me and whenever things get easier, you're like, well, let's, <laughs> let's push the envelope. Well, you, you just said it, man. <laughs> you just said it. So I think we're brothers. So uh, yeah. somehow we're brothers in the universe. I think I, I understand. I'm just like you. So yeah, so, so we're making tons of money, right? And I'm like, yo, let's uh, open up a bunch more restaurants, right? Yeah. But oh, this is another thing. And, and so, yeah, so I have this idea. Let's, let's keep pushing the envelope, right? Open up restaurants. So I go to the banks and I'm like, you know, I don't want to use my cash. Yeah. I, I want to get a loan. I want to be traditional. I want to, you know, just go like a traditional marriage and be like, you know, no, it, it didn't work that way. So I go to the banks and they're like, yeah, but you guys are still considered a startup. Mm-hmm. So we can't give you a traditional loan. Yeah. So I'm like, OK. Um, but now I'm married to these ideas I want to do. So I go to her. and I'm like, all right, you know, we got a big pile of cash in the bank, honey. Um, I said I wasn't going to touch it, but this now I'm going to touch it. Was that? Is this the money from uh, the disaster relief and all that? No, 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 no. The pile of money is the money we've made, the profit oh, okay. from the company. Got it, got it. Yeah. So, so um, we're making a lot of money from the company. And I'm like, uh, 
I didn't want to touch it. I wanted to just kind of save that money and, you know, have profit yeah. to the side, right? The money you're not supposed to touch. Money I'm not supposed but to touch. if you're buying assets. Well, yeah, at that time yes. I didn't know, yes. right? So, um, but I want, our, my dream was to get a nice SBA loan, you know, the white picket fence, just have a smooth monthly payment. But that didn't work out, right? Um, they told me that we're still in startup, and I didn't even, I didn't even consider that. So I don't know. This is, again, directed to, to you and your listeners. I don't know how the whole business plan thing works when you take your business plan to the bank. We did that, and they told us no every time. Yeah. So one time I, got, I sat down my banker. I was like, what do I need to do? We're making tons of money, and you guys still won't give us a loan. I don't get it. I mean, I think especially during, I don't know, the pandemic, I yeah. feel like people were, like, especially with restaurants. Yeah. Um, I, it was a hard time for anybody to get yeah. money, honestly. Yeah. So I don't think you were alone. Oh, okay. That. I thought, I thought yeah. it was just me. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, unless you, the people, like, what banks want, mm-hmm. they want to know what, who, like, they're, they don't, they're not investing in your vision. No, they're not. I thought they were. They're investing in the person mm-hmm. and the experience that person has. Right. And th- and that's what they're gambling on. And they're investing in hard numbers. Yeah. So Previous two years. What they want to know is who did you work for? Mm-hmm. How many years, how many restaurants have you opened for other people? I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And like, do you, have you done this? Like, have you been a part of a restaurant opening team? And are you, do you know step by right. step exactly? The, do you know about costing? And, 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 and guess what all my answers were? No, no, yeah. no. So like, that's what, so like, I think that's. You know that that's what they're looking. Yeah, for. yeah. So you're definitely not alone. Okay, okay. <laughs> if I can re- reassure you, thank you for reassuring me. Yeah. So, yeah. so they didn't give us any money. So we used our own money to open up the second location. Mm-hmm. We're using our own money again to open up the Miami location. So what does that do? That drains uh, cash flow. Yeah. Because yeah. we're taking cash flow out of the business and putting it into another business, and that's not always the smartest way to go about it. Uh, but we're in such a not a tight. Well, they won't give us a loan. We got to use our own money. That's just you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, was to, to use this money, the, the profit that you were putting mm-hmm. away, right? Were you putting away a percentage? No, at that at ta- that time, no. Okay, all right. Um, we, what were you were you spending that money on? What were you looking to, to invest in? I think I cut you off too. No, no, no. Um, so we didn't really sp- like. So we were making a lot of money, and we didn't spend a lot either. We just kept our same lifestyle. You know, yeah. we owned a home already, so we didn't mm-hmm. buy anything new. Um, so that's why the money was able to accumulate. Uh, at such a high rate that we were like, wow, we could take that big chunk yeah. and open up another business. This is a huge lesson that we mm-hmm. kind of skipped over. And something I used to talk about a lot, if you want to open a restaurant, mm-hmm. first step, look at your life and mm-hmm. how do you get as lean as possible? Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, That's good. Do, can you pay off your cars? Can mm-hmm. you pay off your mortgage? Can you sell shit that you yeah. don't need? Yeah. Can you eliminate any monthly payments of things that really just you don't need? Good advice, guys. Very just good limit, advice. Yeah, yeah, like get like get to the point where you can live in a shell exactly because you might have to you might have to or, or <laughs> yeah. in a hut or in a hut that's yeah. my dream and like get like like look at yourself and figure out how can i get as lean as possible mm-hmm. so i don't have so i so that i don't have to depend on the business right so the business can t- take care of taking care of my people and all the other expenses exactly. until it like that you need a good year of runway before business starts to pick up yeah one year one year <laughs> How about two weeks? We need two weeks. We started with two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. but you also are in a food court. Yeah. Sorry. So cost. Hall. Yeah. And costs were a lot lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're doing one thing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, another reason why I love your concept is because it could get lean. It's, oh, a, it's, yeah. a, it's not a hungry beast. Though. No, no. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. With potatoes being the main star, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. So I don't think we got too much into it. But so now what, what is Bueno Papa today? Oh, so, wow. Buena Papa now is... As far as the food goes. 
as far as the food, so Buena Papa is a uh, a fusion of of Latin Latin inspired meals that are on top of fries. You have American too. We have a, yes, we have American we too. Do. And well, actually, let's talk about that. So in the, we we ran into a, like a wall with the Latin food, right? It's like all right, so you can only put so many dishes on top of Latin dishes on top of fries, mm-hmm. and I'm sure people want to eat other things. So our customers started speaking to us, right? Hey, have you guys? Do you guys serve this? Do you guys serve that? And we're like, wow, I guess we could serve that, right? Yeah. And it doesn't go too far outside of our um, our zone of of uh, ingredients. Ingredients, yeah. Right. Ingredient. Thank you, honey. And um, so we were able to expand the menu that way. And going forward with our franchises and new stores, uh, we're going to be able to offer LTO, well, limited time offers, and see what performs and um, see what's not performing, and be able to replace those dishes. So we got a lot. We got a lot smarter with our menu now. Yeah, got. Uh, I think I, I I pulled you down this little rabbit hole talking about the food, and mm-hmm. you were telling me about uh, finances right. and, and what you were spending the money on. And then you mentioned I, I got into the whole like <laughs> example of like get as lean as you can personally. Yeah, yeah. And I think I might have taken you off a train of thought. Oh no, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So, um, where were we now? So yeah, so yeah, um, what were you spending your money on? Like, were you pulling from the profit? Mm-hmm. Like, was it to open the second location? Open during? second location. Yeah. So we pull from profit. Uh, Pull all our profit really and open the second location uh, in Durham. Is Durham also in a food hall? Durham food is in a food court. court. So okay. f- uh, it's a popular mall, South Point Mall in uh, Durham, North Carolina. And um, we're in the food court. What do you think about malls in general right now? Are they an area that is a good place That's to a good be question. With, I like that. With, with retail kind of struggling? That's a beautiful question. Um, we have this discussion nightly, uh, at least once a week. <laughs> um, I think malls. They, they had their heyday, right? Yeah. Um, now we notice that consumer buying is transitioning to online, and, and, and malls just have pretty, you know, it's less traffic in malls. Uh, going forward, what I wanted to do with Buena Papa was prove it in different areas. So we proved it in a food hall. Now we got it in the mall. Mm-hmm. Now going forward, would I want to market to malls? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know what I would love to see mm-hmm. happen to malls? I would love them to be local markets. Mm. I'd love to, mm. to see corporate America take a hike out of there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then just have it be a space for like local artisans and I food, like, that. like 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 food halls. Yeah, yeah. Work, like yeah. I think it's an opportunity for it's the infrastructure. Yeah, it's yeah. There. Yeah. And like like artists and it's just purveyors. a rebirth and re- and move around things so yeah. that it can be that. But like that's an opportunity. I think people want that mm-hmm. sort of thing, and those people. Those local companies don't necessarily have the resources to have the infrastructure to do massive shipping and like exactly digital, you know. Exactly. Uh, but it's also a way for people to come together. That's what it's all about. We, we talk sure. about that all the time, and we feel like, um, well, this is one thing we like about Miami. There's a place in Miami called uh, what is it? Winwood. No, Miracle Mile. Oh, Miracle Mile, yeah. And it's it's an outside mall, mm-hmm. right? So it's oh, people yeah. walking and, and people interacting, mm-hmm. and so you, you you take the mall and you kind of invert it, right? So now everything's outside, and people. I see that the nature of people they want to come together and they want to mm-hmm. intercommingle yeah. with each other. And I think of uh, <clears throat> I think of like East Asia. I spent some time in Thailand. Mm. Oh wow, nice. Southeast Asia. Yeah, those the markets outside there, markets. the community there. It's so great, right? And like every like it they're is. packed. Yeah, yeah, they're packed. People yeah. go to these things. They support each other. The the sense of communities yeah. and it's for everybody. Right. You know, you're not yeah. just going to purchase. I don't know something from a you know. You can buy food. You, you can buy a, a, a local jewelry piece. Yeah. You know, so we know a little bit about this because in Colombia they have them. Yeah. I was curious about Latin America. Is for, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have them. Do you? Don't you remember? Oh, I love the I love the markets in Colombia. I love yeah. them. You know, um, and, and and you're right. We should we should adopt that that model here in America. 
and there's a lot like, more local companies will flourish. There's so many voids in the malls right now. It's like if if, it, if, if this was a trend where it's just like you have like this empty space, mm. more food courts, more food per, like purveyors, not yeah, necessarily yeah. like food, like hot food, but like the, the people that make the ingredients, like the honey. Oh, wow. That's the, awesome. The yeah. syrup. Oh, the, yeah. You know, like. Like a market the, style. Yeah. Market style. Yeah. I, love the, I love the idea. Anyway, I'm, I forgot. Corporate I, America, listen. That's all we're here to talk about. Listen, <laughs> but I, I would love to see that. Yeah. So what is your strategy going forward? So you have what, the third location is a sports arena. What do you, how oh, is the that? arena? the arena is killing it. So Buena Papa, this concept is made for arenas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's quick bite food. It's mm-hmm. handheld. You can cheer with your, for your team in one hand. You're screaming, <laughs> and the fries aren't falling in your other hand. Yeah, and um, and you get a, an expanded taste palette. You're not just getting the the, the hot dog or sausage. Mm. You know, you get these fries, and you can make them however you want them. Right. Yeah. So it really lends itself to to these stadiums. Um, and I, you know, I was it was a runaway success, like immediately, and I, we were actually surprised by it. Yeah, you know? we were. Um, so definitely going forward, uh, we will push. Uh, potential franchisees. Look out, Panthers. Look up Panthers. Ooh, we're coming. Yes, we're coming. <laughs> Where do they play? Uh, in Charlotte? Charlotte? Is it? Char- I don't know. I'm I think Charlotte. I know. Yeah, Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, Charlotte. Um, so every stadium, Buena Papa needs to be there. So yeah, yeah we're going to preach sure. that across the country. So mm-hmm. anyone's listening, please bring a Buena Papa to your Where stadium. Where are the Carolinas? So you have Hurricanes, mm-hmm. the Panthers. Right. Football? Oh, wait, uh, well, Panthers. Yes, Panthers. Um, I'm going to say um, basketball. We do we have a Hornets? basketball team? Charlotte well, Hornets. Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's Charlotte as well. Charlotte's the, the well, it's actually the biggest city. Mm-hmm. Raleigh's the capital, but Charlotte's like the yeah. biggest, the biggest there, city. Man. We're coming. <laughs> Come <Bro>. Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's the strategy going forward for growth? Sure. So um, the, the idea now is to focus on franchising because we can only stretch ourselves so far in, mm-hmm. in the corporate stores. And we don't have a, um, uh, a corporate team. Yeah. yeah, to handle the weight that it takes to keep opening stores, if that makes sense. Uh, but we know we're franchising. We can take our process and we can place it in someone's lap and guide them through that process. And they're, you know, they're the machine behind it, but uh, it's being curated by us. Yeah. So we like that idea of growth. Uh, what, does anything scare you about franchising? You know, I, I've done a lot of research on this, um, and I get afraid of quality and. You can have control of quality to a certain extent uh, with checklists and uh, procedures. Um, but it's really about screening the, the potential franchisees to make sure that, uh, they, they have that experience or if they had general business experience right. in, in general that they can get to the product that needs to be put out. That makes sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see people get in trouble with franchising because generally people who are drawn to franchising mm-hmm franchisees are yeah. looking for fast easy money mm-hmm. right um, and they don't necessarily have your culture mm. um, and I think I think you like I think you hit the, the nail on the head when you say it's about screening screening mm-hmm. and really franchising but like being super selective exactly exactly like, like just because you have the money to yeah. buy in yeah. doesn't mean that we're going to agree like you have to like we have to let you yeah because you, you can kill the brand that way exactly kill the brand it's the fastest way to just destroy mm. a brand yeah yeah um, and what about like yeah, no, that's, ahead, that's huge. We, we had a conversation about yeah. it the other night, so that's why. Yeah. We don't it's want to mention any names, fresh. but we, yeah. we were studying a, I would a love case to, study. I, I think you guys are amazing people. I know a lot of people that know a lot about scaling concepts, Ooh. and I'm, I'm happy to introduce you to anybody who I've ever had. Like, I like introductions. Please. Yeah. Please. yeah. Um, just, you're great people, I can tell. Uh, thank you. To support thank you guys. Please do not hesitate to use me. Thank as you, as sir. Oh, thank you. Uh, in, um, I mean, I did notice, and, and I, was, I was curious where you were opening the franchises, mm-hmm. And I, I was really happy to see that the majority of them are in Carolina. Yes. 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 Why that? 
Well, I mean, that's where our front print is now. You know, people know us here, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, um, I guess, where, where we get we're getting our first customers from yeah. you know, because they know the brand, they've seen the brand, and they feel confident that it could work in their area, right? And we feel confident about those areas because we For actually sure. put eyes on those areas. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's why most of them are in Carolina right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's good to to grow a brand locally mm. and to get a cult following locally. I like that to the point where where people when they leave and they go, oh, I miss. My I boy, wish it was here. Papa. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they find out it's coming to like you know. Yeah, yeah but people are tend to move. They'll move a few cities over mm. before they move a few states over. I got gotcha. you. Yes. You know, gotcha. so like yeah. if you can get that cult, it's like they call it centrific circles. Mm. So like starting here and just going a little bit further out, a yeah, little bit further yeah. out, a little bit further out. That's good advice, uh, man. Check out the episode I did with. Um, I can't remember the name of the concept. Oh. It's a burger concept in Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, oh man, you can't I should be able to look it. it up. Yeah. yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll tell you guys yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they, they, they. They had like 17 locations in wow. Austin, Texas alone before what? they went to a different city. And the That's next city wow. was San Antonio, which yeah. is the next closest city. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So like wow. I think it's just, and like they were literally putting concepts on a different side. Like there would be a bridge over a river and there'd be um, a, why can I think of the name? Uh, I love this place too. Yeah. It's killing me. Uh, I could go back to Austin and re- reconnect with my Austin people so I can <laughs> remember this shit. Um, but they, they would have a the concept over a bridge on the other side of the bridge, they would have another concept. Another concept. Wow. Because people in cities generally tend to not go over the bridge. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So yeah. like, uh, I think it was, just, I think it's just really smart, like slow, thoughtful, growth. impactful yeah. Yeah. growth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, oh my God, I can't believe. Well, I know one thing we know about Buena Papa and, um, you know, we, we like to be prideful about our little baby here, mm-hmm. but we know that, you know, we can't stack a city with five Buena Papas. Right. It, does, it doesn't make sense for the type of uh, brand we are. Okay. Right? Yep. Um, it, it's, it's a novel concept, and it's a delicious concept, but I can't see people eating it every day. So, right. So uh, that's why we're very selective about what cities is yes. going to and not trying to bunch them up together. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm sure you guys have given it lots of thought. Yeah, we have. Yeah. We yeah. have. We um, have. Anything we haven't discussed up to this point that you were hoping would come out of our conversation that I hasn't? See. I mean, we, we talked about our trials, our yes. tribulations. Lots of trials. We talked about our successes. Mm-hmm. We talked about our franchise growth. Yeah. And no, I mean, we, we covered a good amount. Yeah. You know, I, I just think it's important for... And I like that you brought this up and that you made us vulnerable on a lot of these topics because this is not something we talk about openly. We talk about this, you no. know, this is our pillow talk. Yes. This is that kitchen table talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I wish someone would, would have talked to me about it. Yeah. You know, and I could have avoided some of these pitfalls. Well, yeah, it gets us in sure. trouble. I think yeah. that's one of the things like we're so, I don't know if it's pride or if it's ego yeah. or if it's fear of competition. Mm. Uh, but... And there's also we're, we're we're such a heads down industry. Yeah, you said it yourself. Like like the first few months, oh, for yeah. the year, like you're just in it, in it, in the pop um, up, and you're in so heads down that you just you don't have time to come up and just to talk. Right, right. And mm-hmm. uh, the restaurant industry is notorious for being behind the technological curve too, and adopting resources to learn. Right, about. right. So, uh, but it's changing, and there are resources out there right now, and yep. people right. are you. realizing that we do go further together, and that 
like we need that emotional support. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Everything so. is not competition. Yeah. You know, and we like, can help and each and other. And if you're listening to this, don't be afraid to go talk to the people down the street. No, not at all. And, and, and it's always the people, those clicks that everyone's like, oh, they're a click. Mm. Are they a click or have you are you just afraid to go introduce exactly. yourself? Exactly. Mm. And are they actually great people? They could be great people. That are willing you to know, help. We got our biggest help, like I said, from our neighbor here inside yeah. of our restaurant mm-hmm. to help us with pricing, yeah. which we didn't know. And he didn't have to. No, he didn't have to. Yeah, so that, that was our first us. help. Yeah, like, he could yeah, like everybody else did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if, if the mission same is to inspire, empower, and transform the industry, how have the two of you personally transformed over the recent year? Oh, our personal transformation. Yeah. Wow. Um, I've I've dialed back on my um, my shooting before aiming. Uh, I guess w- once I got into the place into the sphere that I need to be in, now I'm, I'm more um, careful about my steps I'm taking. Right, because I, this is growing so fast, and um, we see it growing so huge. I want to make sure that we're, you know, we're dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's, uh, and we're bringing other people into this. So we want to make sure they have a, a soft ground to land on and a fertile ground. So um, now that I have uh, other lives besides my my wife and my daughter at stake, uh, you know, I'm taking my time more and being more procedural about things, um, more more in- intentional about things as I go forward. Nice. So that's how I've changed. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to share, Joanna? Wow. I mean, I think um, I think I would be a, probably a little bit more opposite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because, right, yin-yang kind of, yeah, you know? that's what it is. Yeah. Um, that I, I am more uh, of a risk taker, um, trying to find myself, connect with myself, and mm. uh, really feel like I have something to say and just say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're also here to transform the industry. Right. And in your brief time in the industry, two, almost three years, mm-hmm. um, what do you think could change about the industry? How can we improve the industry? Wow, as a whole? Yeah. How can we go into the future more intentional instead of mm-hmm. reactional? And I think the industry has been really guilty of being reactional for a long right, time. Right, right. We're fear-based. We react. Like, oh, do I need to do this? Like, oh, do I need to, like, I don't know. I just think we're, we're constantly reacting ourselves in the corners. You, so, you know what? I, I will be more... In, if. You know, if I'm looking on uh, from the outside in, I would be more um, adopt technology faster. Yes, a- adopt new things faster because it's, it's going to come. Right. So, what technology are you adopting right now? What, what's got you super excited? I'm excited about. Well, I don't know if you're business owners, you're going to be excited about this, but if you're a customer, maybe not. Uh, kiosk. Mm. You know, so um, are you using kiosks? Not yet, uh, but we've uh, we've purchased them. Okay, yeah. and they're going to be go rolling. Um, Toast has nice. their their own kiosk system toast uh yep. po system so we're gonna go with toast and um you know we figured out that it's just gonna be a, well first of all uh studies show that customers purchase more when they're when just have it in front of them the upsells okay. built in upsells built in you got these fries do you want sour cream with that you do you go. want guacamole with that you do you want oh some people suggest getting this with that right mm-hmm. it's built in and you you don't have to train the uh the kiosk like you're doing you know right. if, if your employee forgets to upsell the kiosk is already up selling, yeah. right? So I'm excited about that just for as a profit standpoint. Yeah. And just for, you know, just, just to make labor. things... Less labor. There's another thing for... Less labor. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, people are like, what about the jobs? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, when I go to Walmart, I put my own groceries. I scan my own things. And I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, and I'm pretty sure it's helped Walmart's bottom line. And I'm yeah. looking forward to helping Buena Papa's bottom line as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, any other technology that gets you super excited like, that you're looking to pivot to? I, no, we've recently adopted. We made it. Well, we made a joke about uh, ChatGPT earlier and uh, oh, right. AI. 
I'm really excited about AI. You know, um, what I tell what I tell my wife and my well, we bring our first of all, this is a family business. Our kids, mm-hmm. we have meetings every Saturday. Usually, right now, we we'll be having a meeting with our kids, yeah. a finance meeting about our business and ideas that they have. Because I don't think we should neglect young people because they're the future. They're the mm-hmm. ones playing with this technology. So we ask them about it. But um, ChatGPT. So um, don't close your eyes. Right? There's useful methods we can use it right now. Right? right. I, I plan out my social media posts right now with that. Right? It's a little. Mm-hmm. I should probably start using chat. You should, man. It's social media. Yeah. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not pushing back, but I'm kind of just like my whole thing is like I'm here to challenge the status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm here to like poke the beast. Okay, yeah. I like that. You know, I, like that. I do agree. I use yeah. I use AI at okay. Restaurant Unstoppable. I, I found uh, a software that plugs into Adobe Audition or mm. Adobe Premiere. Yeah, yeah. My my video editing software. Uh, yeah, yeah. That you literally line up the audio, the video clip. And it tells you, you say like, who's, who's on line one, who's on, mm-hmm. or who's on track one, who's on track two. Yeah. And then in seconds, seconds, wow. it will edit a two hour long conversation Come on. with camera angles. How can you beat that? That's yeah. Crazy. So like I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Um, what is the ramifications of the eye going to be? Oh yeah. I mean, jobs are going to be lost, right? Jobs are going to be lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about using AI for social media. Do we remember the origin of social media? Well, we're going back to 2000, Facebook, what, like four, yeah, five, yeah. yeah. Where it was meant where there was a person on the other side to connect with. Who oh, was yeah, looking to socialize. <laughs> well, you know, there was media. That's out the window now. With yeah, it. yeah, it's out the window now. Man. It's just, I, I, I am not going to argue the significance of social yeah. media and how important it is, and I think it is necessary, mm-hmm. and I think that the, that's a true statement is a problem. You're right about that. You're you right know? about that. Um, but, it, like, so there's that, and now we, now we're adding. It's already a problem. Yeah, yeah. There's already people on the other side who aren't trying Engaged. to socialize yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. They're trying to manipulate us. Wow. Including <laughs> the platform that it's built on. No, you're yeah. right. You're right about all that. And yeah. then we're gonna add AI on top of that. <laughs> Where yeah. it's just like, do we? Why are we even here? We're, we're taking yeah, all the no, human right. aspect out of everything, right? It's like, yeah. can we just step back for yeah. a second, people, yeah. and like really like ask no, ourselves, right. what the heck are we What's going doing? On? No, you're you're right about all that, but have you ever tried to stop a wave from coming in when you're when you're at the beach? I go f- up a fucking mountain, bro. <laughs> I stay away from the beach. I don't like sharks. <laughs> I don't like sharks. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I, I hang out at the lake. Well, man. That, that's very smart. But I just feel like this whole world's an ocean, and waves are gonna just keep, think, keep over yeah, hitting us. Guess you know what, what I mean? man? Like <laughs> civilizations have been wiped out because they live. You're on the right, ocean. bro. You're right, man. Um, look at freaking. If you believe in this stuff, mm-hmm. I don't know if it, the the Younger's Drives theory of like I don't know it. Like a, a, a they, there's a theory coming out right now, and this is speculation. Okay. There's no. The, hasn't been proven but there's a, a lot of like that a, a meteor hit the polar ice caps okay. around 12,000 years ago and that there was civilization and the reason why we can't explain like the pyramids and these things that just mm. don't make any sense and they're like well it must have been aliens yeah, yeah. or maybe there were there was advanced civilization before, before 10,000 years ago wow. before the quote unquote agricultural revolution yeah, yeah. and that there was a catastrophic event that I, wiped I could, out I civilization. That. I'll go with that. And where does the majority of civilization live? On the ocean, bro. On the ocean. Think of every major city in the you world. You need access to the water. And when a 400-foot wave comes. Wow, man. Called AI. Mm-hmm. You want to be on the mountain. I'm going to be on the fucking mountain. <laughs> I want to be on the mountain. That's good. That's yeah, good, bro. And, like, and it's just like. I you know what? The, the thing is to survive. I, I like what you're saying. 
But I think you got to play both areas. You got to play the beach and the mountain because yeah. you, you got your business needs to survive out here. But I, I get what you're saying personally. Be on that mountain. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where we stand. We don't want to be blockbuster. But you know we still want to play around with Netflix. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, what's crazy is like they. I'm I'm still jacked up on the younger Stratus theory. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like there's like ancient like stories in history and like the Bible like points back. Yeah, to yeah, like yeah. Floods and shit. Oh, yeah, that all take place around the time that this would have happened. That's crazy. And there's bro. like there's like geological evidence that yeah. something catastrophic happened in North America. That's what and, I said. I'll go with that and all day. Like, there's a lot of scientists that are like, this is uh, blah, blah, blah. But there are also scientists that are making money on their theories. So yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. you got to look at things from the big picture. Yeah. There's so much information out there today. It's overwhelming. It um, is. But, I mean, it's weird. Like, yes, you need to, you need to leverage... You need to leverage technology because if you don't, you're going to become Be a dinosaur. Behind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, can we collectively go, wait a second, everybody... Yeah. You, ever, you ever try to take a group family picture? No. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Man. Yeah, like to I get just, everybody looking the same way at the like same what's time. What's the balance? Is my question. I don't like, know. Like, how do we no. leverage technology, but yeah. how do we not let it overtake? Overtake. Yeah. People yeah. need purpose. You're right. Yeah, they You're do. Right. And You're when right. we don't have purpose because a like technology and robots can do things better than us. Mm, wow. What man. are we gonna do? How are we going to be happy? Mental illness is already a no, thing. You're right. that's, that's out of control. You're right. I don't mean to be like no. This, no, no. this is serious this stuff, is bro. Yeah. yeah. But like, this is kind of why I'm like, well, are we just like, like, what do we all do the best thing for us right now, or do we take a few steps back and go, is that the best thing for us? That's the intelligent 10 way. years from now. That's the intelligent way to go about it. And I just yeah, just like let's just tap the brakes and go together, so mm. we're not trying to kill each other, and we're we're going. Listen, if you start the revolution, I'll join the revolution. I'm doing it, man. <laughs> you just signed up. <laughs> Listen, I'm in, and I'll, I'll follow you. Lead. We just gotta get the rest but of the I'm people the, into like, this thing. I just think people need to talk. Yeah, yeah. you know, and we really need to be like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, like what are we doing? Is yeah. this better? Because things are moving so fast. Yeah, so fast. and we're fear based. Everything's yeah. fear based. If I yeah. we're humans, and that's like we have this frontal lobe, uh-huh. and it's a beautiful because it lets us plan and project, but it also is like just in like filthy covered with fear and emotion yeah. and anxiety yeah. that makes us do things because we're afraid if we don't, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And we and we and we, uh, we hurt mentality. We, right. we go where the hurt's going. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. no, I that's like good. We talk forever about this. Stuff. <laughs> but I think it's important to like play devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. Yeah. yeah. Wait a second, people. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't got. I don't got them either. Yeah. But uh, and, until these AI become, you know, they're walking and they're lifting things and doing the things that we're actually physically doing. That's when I start getting scared. But I think I should get scared before. What's scary is all the elements are there. They're all there. Mm-hmm. You know, the robotics together. are there. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. it, the AI is right. there. And, yeah. and, and what, what they, they call these like slingshot events or like mm. uh, when like certain like things collide ah. and they propel each other. Yeah. They, 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 they both have momentum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my daughter talk about this all the time. Yeah. I love this. It's interesting. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I geek out hard about this. I think I do too. Yeah. yeah. We're brothers. Yeah, man. We're going to be good friends. <laughs> getting your phone number before Let's, let's do it. Let's do uh, it. We're going to take one more break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back to bust out a speed round. Restaurant Unstoppable Network is back, baby. And we're better than ever before. We already have six live events in the works and we're just getting started. If you sign up for Restaurant Unstoppable Network right now, you can be a part of these six live events. We have Casey Anton, the author of Profit First for Restaurants, talking about 
profit first. We have Christine Miles, the author of What Is It Costing You Not to Listen? And It's Costing You a Lot. Tom Sterner, the author of The Practicing Mind, Fully Engaged, and it's just a thought to help you get into that right that right mindset and to will your future into existence. We have Kathleen Wood, the woman behind one thing who's helped so many of our past guests focus and channel their energy to doing one thing really well. We have Mike Payton, the former chief visionary officer, or whatever title you want to call it, but he was the guy behind the entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, uh, the, the, the traction library of books. We're going to get him in the network to talk about EOS. And we have Dave Nitzel and Dave Domzalski, co-authors of The Bar Shift and Hospitality DNA, to talk about their findings in their most recent book, Hospitality DNA. We have a great lineup coming your way. And all you have to do is head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash whatever the episode number is. You'll find a link and a banner for RU Network. Click the link. Get a 30-day no-strings-attached trial, and the first 50 people to sign up will get a free Restaurant Unstoppable t-shirt, and if you opt in to the annual plan, I'll throw in a Restaurant Unstoppable hat and a mug, but you got to act fast because these are going to go real quick, I have a feeling, and thank you for your support. Restaurant Unstoppable is partnering with CORE, Children of Restaurant Employees. CORE, Children of Restaurant Employees, invites you to learn more about their mission and their fall campaign, Serving Up Hope. CORE is an industry-focused nonprofit that provides financial grants to restaurant employees with children who face a life-altering medical crisis or natural disaster. Serving Up Hope is a national fundraising campaign and an opportunity for the restaurant industry to come together to serve those who will serve us daily. There is complete flexibility for when and how you raise money and CORE has ideas to help. Whether you choose to make a flat donation or fundraise through in-store promotions, CORE provides turnkey resources to make your partnership as simple and successful as possible. It does not stop there. Brands who commit to raising $15,000 or more for CORE during this campaign receive logo recognition on the wall of Hope, a nationally promoted landing page that highlights the companies that have chosen to come together for our industry. Choose to participate and you will help build a culture of caring and demonstrate your support for employees and those that qualify for a grant across the country. More than 70% of core grantees are single mothers and they critically need your help to continue to provide funds. So why wait? Showcase your commitment and leadership to help employees in our industry and sign up for the serving up hope campaign today visit coregives.org to learn more together we can serve up hope for restaurant families this fall we're back and the first question i have for you is what is your it factor habit of trade a characteristic you believe most contributes to your success oh the ability to not take no for an answer Ooh, joanna do you have them wow um a grind yeah yeah what is your biggest weakness procrastination Amen, brother. Here we <laughs> go. Here it is. Uh, Joanna. Oh, uh, uh, fear of the unknown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is one question you ask or thing you look for when you're growing your team? I I always look for eye contact. I feel like if I can see into somebody's eyes, yeah. I can kind of see deeper into them. Yeah, yeah. So if they're they're kind of looking away, I'm like, it, it questions like what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's. I, some people struggle with eye contact. I know, like really great people too. And I'm not going to say new, but I do a lot of interviews, mm-hmm. and some people cannot like, yeah. <laughs> like and you guys are both really great about that yeah. but like 
they're just over here. They, they'll stare at something over there and they'll yeah. say their thought and then they'll look back at you. But yeah. I feel like some people just, they can't, they, they can't find the words. Mm, and they know? have to look off to, yeah. To and yeah. like, they have to like, I, I, I know I do that sometimes too, but if I'm talking to a camera, I never look at the camera. Mm. <laughs> I don't know my, my issues. I'm trying to get better at it. Like I like look all over yeah. the place. I, like, like, I don't see you there. I don't see you. Joanna. Um, definitely. Uh, Please and thank you goes goes a long way. Yeah. Huh. What is your biggest challenge today? Biggest challenge? Oh, this speed round. Uh, franchise growth. Yeah, yeah. I would say the same. Yeah, yeah. we already talked about that. I yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what is one code of conduct or behavior you teach your team? This is a way to be a core value. Do your job, but always have fun. Mm. Uh, Buena Papa is a is a fun place. You, you you have to give that off. What is one common standard of service you teach your team? Um, like this is uh, like what's something that isn't necessarily expected from the guests. You know, something to go above and beyond what's expected from the guests. Oh wow! Uh, again, it, it's it's that pleasant vibe. Yeah. You know, g- give them they're here spending their money. Be pleasant with them. Mm-hmm. Be pleasant. Be know? a buena papa. Be a buena papa. A good person. A good papa. Papa's a potato, right? Yeah, yeah a good papa. papa. So the actual <laughs> term comes from Colombia, and yeah. they use it as saying a good person. Oh, really? So yeah. be a buena papa. So a good potato is a good person. Go, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. cool. So yeah. I'm a buena papa. You're you're buena papa. I'm a buena papa. There you're we all, go. You're, you're we're all buena papas. <laughs> Muy buena papa. Muy buena papa. Good yes. Spanish, bro. Good. That's about all I got. <laughs> and Papa's new. In my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, what's one book that's a must read to make a better person or restaurant owner? Ooh, we talked about one, but how to win friends and influence that's people. Good Dale Carnegie. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah, favorite. I th- I think I love this book and I I think it's uh, uh, how to be a girl badass. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it a girl boss? Yeah, girl boss. Girl boss. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. it that? Is, I, this... She just uses that term inside. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's how to be a girl boss. Right? Yeah. I've heard that book before. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest lesson from that book? Wow. J- uh, just be yourself. Uh, I think that we all again just as being a girl boss. I think we're all as a girl. We're all bosses. We all have strengths. Um, just you know, tap into it. You have mm. it. Use it. Um, it's okay. Don't be shy. Don't shy away from yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, people will it. definitely take to it. What's one thing you feel restaurant tours don't do well enough or often enough? I say uh, adopting social media to your benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, vacationing. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Like that, that is good. <laughs> I good. agree. You need a break. You know what? We need a break. You yeah. know, and and actually, I always see that when he takes a break, he comes back so much stronger. Yeah, and that's why you got to do all the stuff that is like not it. sexy. That like building, like after a twelve-hour day, staying mm. another hour to work on your operations, man. Right. Right. You know all those extra things to do the training to. Yeah. You know, put those systems and processes. They're gonna in pay place. off later because you can off. go take a break. Work on your culture. You know exactly. all these things. Um, what is one piece of technology you've recently adopted? We already talked about Toast, but is there another piece of technology that you've recently adopted that's had a huge impact on communication, efficiency, profitability, anything along those lines? Chat GPT. You talked about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said you're using it in social media, but how? Uh, well, I, I have it build out a week's worth of content. So you what know. do you do? What's that process? Like? All right. So, you, you know, you give it prompts. and you, First of all, you can talk to ChatGPT like a person. You say, hey, you, you're, a rost- you're a restaurateur. <laughs> uh, you need to market to this group. Um, you, have, you have a month to market to them. A segment down each week and each day on, uh, you know, fire topics that, w- that we'll bring up and, and kind of break it down. 
and it will just spit out something in seconds. Yeah. I know you're a busy, dude. Would you mm-hmm. be willing to carve out an hour for me remotely, digitally, to do a workshop around what your process? Sure, sure. I know man. I'm putting you on the spot right now. This, this is on the spot. <laughs> yeah, let's do I just it. realized it. Look, look, edit I, this out. I'm just shooting. Look, ready for a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that would be. I'm, I'm interested in a lot yeah, more yeah. about that. And if I, if I can't get together, I have videos that I have saved. This this is where I learned the process yeah. from. I didn't develop this. Right? I'll take yeah. 15 minutes if you have. No, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it. Um, mm-hmm. We'll follow up on that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what is? Oh, this is actually the last question. Oh no! We made it to the end. The wow. party's coming to an end. I was having so much fun. Yeah. If you got the news, it's a, oh, I yeah. should warn you, it's a, it's a deep one. Oh man, let me. <laughs> if you deep. got the news, you'll be leaving this world tomorrow. Yeah. All the memories of you, your work, and your restaurants will be lost okay. with your departure. With the exception of three pieces of wisdom, you can leave behind for the good of humanity mm-hmm. and your legacy. What would those three pieces of wisdom be? Pretend this is meant for your children. Wow. Come on, bro. Oh, why do wow. you got to bring it there, bro? Because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I may get a little emotional, but the, the, the interesting thing is that I talk to my kids about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, never give up. One. If you're going to bet on anything, bet on yourself. Two. Right? And don't take no. Three. Don't take no. There's always a yes on the other side. You're backing that one up? Yeah, for okay. sure. I, I'm, I'm going to back that one up because mm-hmm. just like he said, we have these conversations as a family. Mm-hmm. The kids are there. Um, I'm there. Even Nana's there. Yeah, that's my mom. You mother. know, that's um, his mom. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this, is, this is what we learn on these Saturday uh, lessons. Mm-hmm. And through time, I have noticed that they're 100% true. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is what we call somebody out. I've really had fun talking to you. I'm trying to get to this place where restaurant stoppable is more organic, more journalistic. I, who am I to decide who we make an example of? Mm. I think the industry knows best and success recognizes success. Mm. So who do you recognize in the industry? Man. Somebody who you are just like, whoa, yeah, yeah. they're doing it right. I, I want to learn more. If that person was a guest in the show, I want to hear what they have to say. There's only one person that comes to mind, and I don't I don't know him personally, but I eat at his restaurant at least once a week. His and name, we love it. We love it. His name actually is, we were there yesterday. Oh, we were there yesterday. <laughs> I, I still have it on my breath. If you, <laughs> you can smell it, but his name is Oscar Diaz, and he is the owner of Cortez Restaurant in Raleigh. Shout out to Cortez. We love you. The best food in North Carolina, you know. Besides Buena Papa. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but, but he's a little bit more upscale, but uh, yeah. he's doing something right. And that's definitely somebody you need to talk to. Oscar Diaz mm-hmm. at Cortana? Cortez. 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 Look out, Oscar. I'm coming after you. And I'd love to come back to Rally Durham and this whole area, Chapel Hill. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. There yeah. is. It's a foodie yeah. Place, man. Yeah. And uh, it's a... It's not that far. It's only a 12-hour drive. Oh, not far at all. I mean, it's closer to California. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> keep, keep heading From out. New Hampshire, yeah. you should say. Keep heading uh, out there. But I also, I'm always driving through this part, like okay. in transition to like yeah. other places. Oh, I got you. Go to Florida, or if you if you're going to like Nashville or Texas, mm. like okay. I'll take a few-hour detour. Yeah. You know? And he, he, he's worth cool it. Stuff he's yeah. worth yeah, it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, this is where I say um, just thank you guys so much. And uh, if we really enjoyed today's conversation and we want to connect with you, uh, maybe we want to buy into the franchise. Yeah, yeah. What's the best way to connect? Sure. So you can visit us at buenapapa.com. That's our main website. And there you can learn about our dishes. You can see our franchise program. And if you just want to see cool, sick pictures of fries, hang out on Instagram. Uh, we're at, at buenapapafrybar.com. That's at Buena Papa Fry Bar. And uh, come check us out. Yeah. 
This is episode two, sorry, 1,000, 2,000. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We just, <laughs> just eclipsed 1,000. This is episode 1,014. Head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 1014, and we'll have uh, a link to any tool or service recommended, book recommended on the show, mm-hmm. a summary of today's discussion, and how to connect with James and jo- Joanna over there. And wow. uh, just James, Joanna, yes. thank you guys so much. This has been amazing. The time. It's been a pleasure yeah. and honor, actually. Yeah, You're a great sure. guest. Great Thanks guest. So I'm so happy you. I made the stop here. And there is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Unstoppable. I love it. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, bud. There's another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Special thanks to our guests today, James and Johanna Winden, for coming on the show for you know, going, I, I love these types of es- episodes. The, the folks that are just recently opening, when I say recently, within the past 10 years, and who are having extreme success early on. And you guys were willing to get vulnerable. You were willing to talk about your failures. You were willing to talk about how you overcame those failures. And you were able to give us detail about how you did it. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And this is. Um, this was such a great episode. Thank you guys for getting vulnerable and sharing and opening up. This is how we're going to inspire, empower, and transform the industry. So the best way, if you want to support this podcast, if you're finding value, the best way to get the most out of this podcast is by joining Restaurant Unstoppable Network. So if the podcast's job is to go out to to be the research, to turn over the rocks, to find the clues. The network's job is to empower you by unpackaging these clues and going deeper and connecting you with the people, going to the source and connecting you with those sources and to learn together collectively, not by yourself, but with a community of people who are going through what you're going through. That's what the network's all about. We're lifting each other up so we can lift up our team, so we can transform our businesses, so we can transform our communities and change the world. That's what it's all about. So right now, if you join the network, there are two workshops scheduled. The first one is on August 7th at 4 p.m. We have the topic aligning guest expectations, team motivations, and marketing strategy with Dave Domzalski and Dave Nitzel, the authors of Hospitality DNA. Um, and I should mention, if you RSVP to these these events, if you join the network and RSVP to these events, you're could get a free book. We might still have some left at the time of this recording. Uh, all you got to do is head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash whatever the episode number. Today is 1014. You'll find a banner in the show notes to click over and to, to, to be a part of these conversations. 30-day trial, no charge. The second workshop we have is August 21st, the recipe for making a lasting impact on your restaurant through listening with Christine Miles, the author of What Is It Costing You Not to Listen? That's August 21st at 3.30 p.m. Uh, would love to meet you guys. Join the conversation. Sign up for the network. Thank you in advance. And I cannot say goodbye without saying thank you to the people who helped make this show possible. Thank you to Jared Parisi for his copywriting and editing. Thank you to Callan Miola for your community management. You're doing great. Thank you to Anna Tazen over at the Good Kind Consulting for your operational and executive support. That's it for today. Until next time, peace out.